All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard. And uh, before we get into the breaking news of Ass Willis indicting uh, Donald Trump, we're going to start with uh, what happened earlier today. Earlier today, the Georgia DA filed and then retracted felony charges against Trump before the grand jury voted. Incredible. On Monday, a document outlining charges, uh, charges against Trump by Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis uh, was briefly posted online and then deleted without explanation. The grand jury in charge of the case has yet to vote on the matter. That was before uh, the breaking news, of course. This was this afternoon. The document, dated August 14th, obtained by Reuters, reveals 13 charges against Trump, 12 of which are felonies, One's listed as a serious felony. These charges included uh, RICO Act, uh, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, filing false documents, and conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, among others, all related to the election of 2020. The investigation uh, into uh, efforts that Trump put pressure on uh, Rhino Governor Brian Kemp and his uh, AIDS-filled Secretary of State Brad Ratzenberger to overturn the election results, as well as the plan to use an alternative slate of electors. Okay, so then, of course, we have what just broke maybe an hour or two ago. Grand jury returns 10 indictments in Georgia election case against Trump and his allies. So it's not just Trump. They are, and this has been going on for a while, they are rounding up the Trump supporters now. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to round up every Trump supporter, uh, but I do think they're going to do it to each group. You have the people at the top, and then you have you know the meme makers like Ricky Vaughn. You got this shit poster, this like 75-year-old man. Um, that guy they killed, they didn't, you know, that was, uh, that's a whole other story. Um, and, and I expect uh, commentator. now it's possible the commentators are included in this uh, indictment because there's going to be a bunch of people that they indict, but I expect them to indict some commentators as well. This is, we are in full clown world, banana republic. A Fulton County grand jury returned 10 indictments on Monday night in the criminal investigation into former President Trump and his uh, efforts to fix the fraudulent election. Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis is believed to have pursued charging individuals under Georgia's RICO Act, which allows prosecutors to string together crimes committed by different people towards one common goal. Uh, the lengthy prison sentence that come with being convicted of RICO violations are a major incentive for co-defendants to seek deals in return for new evidence. In the state of Georgia, the governor does not have the ability to pardon convicts. That power rests within the Board of Pardons and Paroles. I mean, none of the, that matters. Kemp is in on it, okay? It's, the Georgia Republicans are in on this, so there's going to be, they're not going to do anything. Um, the case can also be broadcast on television so the public's able to witness all the evidence. Also, they got some fucking retarded jogger as the sheriff, this bitch with a smirk on his face that said that they're going to release a Trump mugshot. I have been waiting for a Trump mugshot. You're going to turn him into 
well, he's already the greatest political martyr in the history of the country. You're going to turn him into a rap star. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I, I want that mug shot as soon as possible. Um, let's see here. And then now, of course, you had people criticizing uh, this complete circus in Georgia. Vivek again coming through with saying really good things. And of course, DeSantis, I think he's silent. DeSantis just, uh, his campaign has just been a failure at every level. It's just really unfortunate. A document posted online that outlined charges against Donald Trump by Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis's office has sent shockwaves across the GOP community with officials calling for the case to be dismissed, citing misconduct. The staunch criticism is due to the fact that the indictment has been posted online before the grand jury had finished voting. The document, has, which is hilarious, this whole thing is hilarious. The document has since been deleted, but was up for long enough to spark outrage. Matt Gates slammed the DA's office on Twitter, saying that this is outrageous. This uh, government conduct it, it, it is misconduct. It is, very, it is a very legitimate basis to deem the entire grand jury process tainted and corrupted. Motion to dismiss. Uh, Vivek called for accountability and explained that the mishap was downright pathetic. He wrote, here we go again, another disastrous Trump indictment. It's downright pathetic that Fulton County publicly posted the indictment on its website even before the grand jury had finished convening. Since the four prosecutions against Trump are using novel and untested legal theories, it's fair game for him to do the same in defense. Immediately file a motion to dismiss for a constitutional due process violation for publicly issuing an indictment before the grand jury had actually signed one. He should make a strong argument on these grounds and it would send a powerful message to the ever expansive prosecutorial police state. As someone who's running for president against Trump, I'd volunteer to write the amicus brief to the court myself. Prosecutors should not be deciding US presidential elections and if they're so overzealous, that they commit constitutional violations, then cases should be thrown out and they should be held accountable. Great statement. Great statement from Vivek. Vivek is running the campaign that DeSantis should have been running. Uh, now, I have no idea, you know, is Vivek going to deliver? Who the hell knows? You know, he talks a good game. That's all I know about him. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good comment. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene demanded ask Willis to be removed from office, citing illegal practices. She said this is completely against the law. The Fulton County DA ask Willis must be removed. Yeah, they must remove ass. The document obtained by Reuters revealed 13 charges, 12 of which are felonies, and one is listed as a serious felony. So a complete circus, but you know, you would expect nothing less. So we'll see who the other Republicans are that they are uh, arresting. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's just every day it escalates. Every day it escalates. All right, let's get into this crazy shit happening in Maui. Um, no warning. Maui's emergency sirens failed to alert residents to approaching fire. The death toll they're saying climbs to 80. There are many people on the ground that are saying that the death toll is way higher than that, between 500 and 1,000. The, the um, reporting from people there 
is completely different than the reporting from the media. You know, big shock. And there's a lot of fucked up shit and just a lot of weird, a lot of weird stuff with this. I, um, one of the things that's argued is that this was a fire. Well, okay, so I think it's probable that a lot of these fires are being set deliberately, okay? Um, now, whether or not they're using direct energy weapons, while I think it's possible, I've not seen evidence so far, uh, I would like to see videos of it. Now, I know there's a video they have from Chile from a while ago. Um, it could be, like, I, I understand why people think that video is a direct energy weapon. It looks like um, this, like, stream of energy comes from the sky and blows up a building. However, uh, there's also an argument that it was a, uh, what the fuck is that called? A, a, a transistor or whatever the fuck those electricity boxes are. And um, so I'm trying to find people who were calling that video a direct energy weapon back then. Because this happened, uh, it didn't just happen as far as this, uh, this video. Now there's other videos. I think there's one possibly from Maui that looks like it could be. Uh, but then there's also an argument, I think a plausible argument, that it's just the way the camera shutter caught lightning. So I don't know if they're using direct energy weapons. I don't think they need to use direct energy weapons because as you've seen with many of these other fires, they use leftist activists to set them. So, you know, it's not really... I mean, you know, at some point they'll probably do shit like that, but I don't think they need to, but it's interesting. Um... Also, they're, they're totally screwing the people there. It's, the argument is these fires were set deliberately for a land grab. That's pr if I had to make an assessment, probably like 80% chance that's what's going on. Anyway, the emergency sirens on Maui failed to go off as a devastating wildfire. By the way, none of the elites had their houses destroyed. That's another interesting coincidence. Um, so the sirens failed to go off as a devastating wildfire approached residential areas on the island. The agency said uh, that it tests the emergency sirens once a month, but when a wildfire reached residential areas, the sirens did not alert Hawaiians to the danger heading their way. Interesting. Flames reached the city on Tuesday and authorities confirmed fire killed 80 people, but officials warned it could rise higher. Um, neither Maui nor HIEMA activated warning sirens during the wildfire incident. The sirens are used to alert the public to see conditional information. They do not necessarily indicate an evacuation. There was no warning. There was none. No one came around. We didn't see a fire truck or anyone, said resident Lynn Robinson. HIEMA also sent out alerts via text, radio, and TV, but many residents didn't receive or notice alerts were only made aware of fire when they saw it or heard explosions. It remained unclear why the emergency sirens didn't initially go off, according to AIDS commie governor Josh Green, who told CNN much of the equipment was destroyed very rapidly by the fire. Yeah. Half a dozen fires continue to burn on Maui as of Saturday, but officials said uh, the Lanahana fire by far is the most deadly and destructive and is now 85% contained. As the fire spread through the city, residents were forced to jump in the Pacific to save themselves, and the Coast Guard used a 45-foot boat to rescue at least 14 people. Over 2,000 buildings were destroyed. 
uh, and Maui could face rebuilding costs of 5.52 billion. Also, another coincidence is that they want to turn Maui into a 15-minute city. So, fascinating, fascinating. Hawaii Attorney General Ann Lopez said her office will conduct a review of the decisions made by officials. Um, so anyway, yeah, possibly a land grab, possibly, uh, you know, they're just going to destroy the city and rebuild it as a 15-minute city. We'll see. If it's, if it's rebuilt and it's not a 15-minute city and the uh, property does not transfer uh, from the people who originally own it, then those, those would be conspiracy theories that turned out not to be true. So we'll see what happens. Now, Biden gives zero fucks. He said that uh, he has no comment about it. Uh, and people were comparing this to Katrina with Bush. Joe Biden is being slammed for his disgraceful response, being termed his Katrina moment after appearing unconcerned about the rising death toll in Hawaii when he offered no comment when asked about the current catastrophe after reclining at Delaware Beach. On Sunday evening, the president reportedly said he had no comment when asked about the rising death toll. Um, and uh, many took to social media to voice outrage. Wesley Hunt says Hawaii is part of the United States. How could the president not have a comment on the unfolding tragedy there? Well, because they want the citizens dead. So, yeah, this is part and parcel of what they want. So I, I think, you know, it's, I'm not surprised by this. Uh, he says, we're a nation in decline led by a sandcastle commander-in-chief who spends more time on applying sunblock than he does on the struggle facing millions of people. Bob Good says, while Americans in Hawaii are missing loved ones and have lost their homes, Joe Biden vacations on the beach. Um, Myra Flores says, uh, Jill Biden in 2020, empathy is on the ballot. Joe Biden in 2023, no comment on Hawaii. Ronnie Jackson says, Joe Biden couldn't be bothered to comment on the horrible tragedy in Hawaii. Too busy vacationing at the beach. The tragic truth is that he's not the one running the country. He has no idea what's going on. We deserve much better. Now, later on, whoever runs Joe Biden's social media made a multi-part post, and one of the posts, and look, you could say, I'm jaded, very possible, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but the way that they phrased it, I think, was a deliberate fuck you and a deliberate gaslight when it said, uh, we're laser focused on Maui because there's all over the internet, all over Twitter and TikTok are people talking about direct energy weapons. And so they go, we're laser. There's no way they don't know what's going on on social media. They probably pay attention to what people say on social media more than anything else ever. Okay. There's no way they don't know that people are talking about it. So they, they throw that laser focus thing in. They're laughing. They're laughing. They're laughing at everybody. Uh, and then they were like, oh, we'll give the residents $700. Oh, that'll, that'll fix things. Yeah, amazing. And of course, nine gorillion, bazillion, fagillion dollars goes to Ukraine. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're not going to get anything. So it is, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Anyway, so that's, that's what's going on with uh, Maui. Fucked up situation, probably on purpose. Uh, this was an interesting video of Vivek saying some pretty, uh, for a politician, um, 
saying these things about homos I thought was pretty decent from the standpoint of pointing out that the LGBT are oppressors. Uh, and I was really a little bit surprised by this. Let's just go to the video here. All right. Once, oh, is the, is the video not going to come? Oh, here it is. Yeah, let's have a look at this. I was just wondering, um, what were your opinions on the LGBT community? Well, I don't think it's one community. Really? Yeah. I mean, how could it be? You just mash together an alphabet soup. Trans is fundamentally in tension with gay, if you ask me. But what's your opinion? I'm personally a pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against a tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority, we have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults... So that part there, first of all, he's 100% correct. It is oppression. It is 100% oppression. And I, I ra rarely do people... I mean, I, I just don't hear that that much. Um, look, there's, with, with, I mean, I want to be fair. There are conservative commentators and a small amount of politicians that do say very based things in this regard, okay? But this is one of the first times I've heard it phrased this way from a politician, and I think it's notable, and it's 100% accurate. Should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others, and that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want, but do not foist that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest, that I also share, comes from that new culture of oppression where saying those things can actually get somebody punished. And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion, and that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation and that we live in a country that still gives us, each of us, the right to speak you know, to a presidential candidate and back and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation. So I think that's the beauty of our country, and that's my honest opinion. Awesome. Well, Thanks. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for your civility as well. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, very good. That was very good. So uh, credit to him for that. Like I said before, I have no idea if Vivek is going to turn out to be good long term. Uh, all we can go by is what he's saying right now, and he's saying very good things. So there we go. Good, good. Another W for Vivek again. Vivek is saying the things and running a campaign the way DeSantis sh should have been this whole time. Okay, um, this is hilarious. Manhattan eateries shut down after hotels turn into homeless shelters for illegal immigrants. <laughs> Suck it, liberals. Suck it. Suck every inch of it. Oh, man. Two Manhattan eateries are being shut down because of migrants seeking asylum and they need housing. 
They're having their last service on August 25th. The Redbury Hotel in Manhattan began housing migrants in partnership with the city last Friday. It's home to two restaurants. The repurposing of the hotel is a larger move coming from the local government to house 90,000 immigrants. <laughs> Yo, these people are crazy. Yeah, you got to make sure the Zerglings are in all the cities before the 2024 election. That's a StarCraft reference. Oh, you got to get all the Zerglings in place. So if Trump wins, you can just uh, send them all around. Amazing. In uh, a clip, um, they said that 100 families were just placed in a hotel, 90,000. It's just unbelievable, 90,000. Apart from hotels, housing migrants, schools, cruise ships, and private residences have all been suggested as places to provide housing for the influx of immigrants. Oh, and I think, was it Massachusetts? I don't know where. Some AIDS commie mayor was telling her constituents to uh, house, and I want to be clear about this, unvetted, okay, unvetted migrants to house them. Yeah, you do that. Let me know how that works out. Unbelievable, these people. Um, so, yeah. I mean, look, good for these business owners to say, we're getting the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. So that's good. The owners of the restaurants are like, all right, we're done. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. It's fucking totally ridiculous. So there we go. There we go. That's, that's New York City. Incredible. All right, what else do we have here? Ah, yes, apparently there was a pedophile pride parade, even though it's August and not June. Taylor Hansen was down reporting on it. Nudity, fetish gear, pornographic cartoons on display in front of children at Austin Pride. Yeah, because they're pedophiles, and this is a pedophile parade. Saturday marked Austin's Keep Austin Queered Pride event with the Eventbrite banner advertising 400,000 attendees. The day started off with crochet dildos, pornographic portrayals of children's cartoons, and men in dog masks. It ended with fully exposed breasts, male strippers, furries, the Austin School District busing children to the parade, police officers holding hands and transporting a drag queen, and a lot of attendees justifying nudity in front of children. Well, of course, the attendees are justifying it. They are literal pedophiles or pedophile enablers. That's who they are. It's incredible. The event let children under the age of six in for free <laughs> and charged for the 7 to 17s. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These people, it's just... Uh, Man, the pricing layout used was clearly designed to encourage young children to attend despite kink being worn and sold at the event. Within seconds of entering, I had been recognized and photographed by multiple attendees due to my work exposing pedophile drag shows in the state, work which eventually led to the passing of SB 12. By, that, by the time I had captured a few videos, I was playing a game of Where's Waldo? with what seemed to be thousands of people. Yeah, the pedophiles don't like this guy at all because he's a pedophile exposer. 
It got to the point where I was being followed everywhere I went and attendees were spreading the word of my presence, some even taking to social media to warn others. Filming videos of the LGBTQ community grooming children is apparently not popular in this particular crowd, I guess. The parade that followed the event later crossed in front of the state capitol where it encountered the Let Women Speak rally. A group of tranny activists and Antifa protesters were in attendance and tried their hardest to shut down the speeches of women who had differing views. I attempted to interview some of the protesters to understand why they were in opposition to letting women speak on their lived experience. Of course, I had little to no success speaking to them. They would rather scream and flip me off instead of simply explaining their positions on the event they went out of their way to protest. Well, I mean, they're animals. Uh, they, they, can't, they, they don't know how to interact with human beings. Uh, it's just, they, they, it's not possible. Throughout my interviews, leftists tried to shut me down, claiming I'm a right-wing extremist and conservative talk show host. This is a common reoccurrence at these events. An hour later, the Pride March was led by Austin ISD, which bussed students to the event and gave them t-shirts. Amazing. To make matters worse, or even more interesting, Austin PD marched in the parade, holding hands, waving LGBTQ flags. So clearly pro-pedophile police, not surprising. There's a lot of pro-pedophile police out there. One officer was even tasked with transporting a pedophile drag queen through the parade in the back of his vehicle. Not only did Austin PD participate, but Visa, Kroger, Google, and many other large corporations had pride floats featured in the parade. Yeah, there's a lot of corporations that are very pro-pedophile. It wouldn't be a pride parade without nudity, right? Well, despite children being in attendance, there was plenty of that to go around. I spoke to a woman who had her breast fully exposed in front of multiple children and asked what she was doing, if what she was doing was appropriate. She says it's perfectly legal for my breast to be exposed and further justified her behavior, claiming that tits are a food source and are not sexual. Afterwards, I asked a mother whose children saw the topless woman what she thought about bringing children around nudity and kink. She replied by saying breasts shouldn't be sexualized. They're there to feed the children. Yeah, but the fucking pedophile who had their breasts exposed were sexualizing their own breasts. They weren't like, hey, look at these feeders. Fucking all of you into the sun immediately. The pro-pedophile mother uh, says if they see kink to them, it's probably more like a cartoon. If they ask questions about it, we try our best to explain it so they understand. Uh, hopefully it's like a cartoon when you're yeeted into the sun. All of my interviews throughout the night seemed to have a recurring theme. Everyone seemed to believe that nudity and kink is totally acceptable and even beneficial for children to be around. Yeah, they're pedophiles, of course. A man in a pup kink mask told me, it doesn't hurt kids to know that it exists. I talked to multiple attendees and they all had a similar answer. If you don't like it, just don't come. Near the end of the event, I ran into some young Christian boys who were telling attendees to spread the gospel. This course was not taken lightly by some of the pedophiles. While interviewing the young Christians, we were immediately 
doused in Red Bull and called faggots after the boys told the attendee to spread the gospel. Pedophile faggots calling other people faggots. That's really weird. By the time the event finished, I had seen countless nude people within the vicinity of children, many shaking their breasts and displaying their kinks proudly. I covered, I've covered well over 30 pedophile drag shows and pedophile pride events in Texas alone, and there's always one common reoccurrence I find myself running into. Full-grown adults justifying sexual behavior and nudity in front of children under the guise of acceptance and education. Single mothers seem to make up the largest demographic that, that's bringing children to these events, but there's, of course, exceptions to this pattern. Children being exposed to kink and nudity, just another completely normal day, quote-unquote, in Austin, Texas. We're always reminded of the, quote, don't mess with Texas, but it doesn't actually seem to hold any value other than sounding cool. Yeah, Texas seems like it's totally cucked. At least some parts of Texas. Austin seems like a fucking shithole, but I, I don't know. Some people like Austin, and maybe there's parts of Austin that are good, but it looks like at least the people running Austin, very pro-pedophile. So, sick, sick fuckers. Now we have some uh, interesting news here. You ready for some interesting news? Oh. Far-left activist, pictured here, far-left activist shot and killed at an Antifa punk music concert in Minneapolis. Huh. That's a shame. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This is uh, the dumbest press secretary ever, or as I call her, the dumb press hoe. Conservatives mocked the dumb press hoe after she butchered Democrat Hawaii commie Senator Maisie Hirono's name at the Monday press briefing. The dumb press ho pronounced the senator's name Harino while answering a question about the White House's response to the wildfires in Hawaii. Quote, Senator Harino, who I said the president spoke to just last night, she thanked the president for the immediate support federal agencies have delivered for residents of Hawaii. That's a lie. Conservatives immediately mocked her. This guy said KGP is the dumbest press secretary ever, and it's not even close. Yeah, that's true. It's not even close. It's not even close. This other guy says, on the one hand, she's terrible at her job. On the other hand, this is about as much respect as Hirono deserves. Yeah, Hirono's terrible. This person says, the brain in Corrine Jean-Pierre's head is like a kid in a bouncy house. Another guy says, where are the mispronoun police when you really need them? And then this other guy says, that's because she has the lowest IQ of anyone in government. Well, that, that's a contest. That is a contest. Anyone in government, that's a contest. I mean, there are a lot of fucking retards in Congress and in the government. It is like a retard festival. So who has the lowest IQ? <laughs> I have no, no, no idea. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Could she be the one? Sure, she could win the title. But, yeah, man. Um, so there we go. It is uh, it's a hell of a time in this country right now. All right, so now the FBI is claiming that the Trump supporter they murdered pointed a gun at the feds. So uh, I'd like to see evidence of this. Now, um, even if you provide that evidence, 
uh, you could have done this in a way to avoid the confrontation. They wanted to kill this guy. They wanted to set an example, especially as they're continuing to indict Trump. And they want to make it clear that if you don't obey us and you talk shit about us, we might kill you. Now, what's funny is um, they just released um, some more damning information about Hunter Biden. And it just seems like there's this pattern, uh, Hunter and Joe Biden, there just seems to be a, a, a pattern where um, that's the information is released. And then the next day, Donald Trump is indicted once again. So must just be a coincidence, must just be a coincidence. Um, let me see what else we have here. Oh, this was weird. A Native American group threatens a national boycott if the Washington Redskins don't change their name back to the Redskins. So the, so the Washington Redskins uh, are run, or, or I don't know if they're still run by the coward pussy owner, Dan Snyder. Now, look, from what I understand, Dan Snyder was never a great owner. However, if he would have stood up for his uh, team and his uh, uh, paying customers and would have kept the name Redskins, I would have put all that aside. I, frankly, I probably would root for the Redskins. I probably would, would watch football, okay? Uh, because you, you would at least have one example in professional sports other than UFC. UFC has a lot of based fighters. But in the professional four major sports, you have very little rebellion against the, uh, the, the global homo bullshit. Um, and so, uh, but Dan Snyder cucked and, and they did the most commie thing ever. They named it for a couple years, the Washington football team. Now it's the Washington commanders, which sounds fucking gay. Um, anyway. Now, I like this. I don't think it's going to have any effect, but I like the fact that you got these based Native Americans that are like, yo, change the name back, fuckers. A Native American group has threatened a national boycott of the Washington Commanders unless the NFL team reverses course and changes its name, changes its name back to the Washington Redskins. The Native American Guardians Association wrote on Twitter that the group, along with its founder and president, Eunice Davidson, sent a letter to the commanders um, requesting the team revitalize its relationship with the American Indian community and rightfully change their name back to the Redskins. In a letter that addressed what the group called the cancel culture against, against Native American population and the erasure of its steadfast role in American history, including serving as counselors to the founding fathers, in the creation of the Constitution. The letter talked about the history of the Washington football team and its relationship with the Native American community dating back to the 1933 season when they were named the Boston Redskins. At this moment in history, we're formally requesting the team <clears throat> revitalize its relationship with the American Indian community by changing the name back to the Redskins, which recognizes America's original inhabitants and using the team's historic name and legacy to encourage Americans to learn about, not cancel, the history of America's tribes and our role in the founding of this great nation. Should we need to encourage a national boycott similar to what happened with Bud Light, which is now down 27 billion, we'll do just that. Well, I wish you success. I, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how many, I mean, look, there are still people left watching football. 
But there's a lot less of them than there was. Same with the other sports. And like basketball is really having trouble. The viewership for the NBA is like in the, totally in the toilet. And I mean, it's, it seems like an unwatchable sport because you don't even have like, it doesn't even seem good. Anyway, whatever. Um, okay, so good, good for them. And uh, but yeah, they'll never they'll never change it back. I mean, look, they're the Redskins. They'll always be the Redskins. There's nothing you can do to change that. They won Super Bowls as Redskins. The whole thing is retarded. Uh, so they should they should change the name back, obviously. But they won't. They definitely. And same with all the teams that have changed the names. The fucking uh, Indians, the Cleveland. I mean, how do you change the name of the Cleveland Indians? That's crazy. That that's in, that's insane. That's insane. Um, how do you, man, that is just, uh, you know, it's one thing where if you're in an area where you have a sports team that you love and you and you do the local thing, um, and, you know, the Hartford Whalers or the Quebec Nordiques, and then they move out of the city, you know, maybe if they keep the name, you could be like, well, they're not here anymore, but it's the same franchise and same organization. But then they move to these other cities and then they change their name usually to something really fucking gay you know what i mean like the atlanta thrashers like what the fuck what are you, the atlanta thrashers no keep nordiques keep hartford whalers keep would well, they turn the hartford whalers into the colorado hurricane that's fucking gay unbelievable crazy now they did bring back the winnipeg jets i think they're still there i don't really i don't watch sports anymore but that was nice and then they brought back the old logo Old hockey logos are the shit. I'm very fond of those. I have a lot of nostalgia for old hockey logos. I used to collect the cards. I think, I don't remember, was it Tops? And they would have the stickers in them. Was that the Tops ones? I think they were the only ones back then, right? Fleer and Tops? I don't remember. That was fun. Anyway, okay. So yeah, Musk is having a lot of, he's not having a good time. Elon Musk is not having a good run. So he hires this Yakarino whore, who's World Economic Forum, who has made the policy of Twitter basically what uh, Nosferatu, what Rabbi Nosferatu, Jonathan Greenblatt, told her to do. Jonathan Greenblatt, from what I understand, came up with the commie uh, AIDS phrase, freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach, okay, which is it's, it's pointless. It's totally made up. It's total bullshit. So that's their policy now. So if you're not sucking the cock of the globalists in your post, you're going to get you're going to get shadow banned. Um, and now Musk uh, has Twitter partner with this conservative blacklist company. Elon Musk's Twitter. I know it's called X, but like whatever, who cares? Um, signed an exclusive partnership with a misinformation tracker linked to a government funded group blacklisting conservative media outlets. I think, is this the one that was um, tied into, um, what was the Tim Pool, the thing that Tim Pool, what was the, NewsGuard? Is this the, one, the, the, the NewsGuard one? Yeah, man, a lot of this, I'm telling you, man, a lot of this apparatus, this conservative apparatus, not all of it, but a lot of it, its goal, in my opinion, is to hold our heads still while the Democrats cut our heads off. While they're holding our heads still, they're saying, saying that they disagree with what's happening. How dare you Democrats cut this 
Trump supporters head off. I'm completely against this, but they don't do anything. They don't do anything. Okay, so I hope I'm wrong about that, but that's my realization over the past, I don't know, within the past 60 days I've come to that conclusion. It's a, it's a more recent conclusion. Um, but, uh, and it, it's because, like, okay, so again, we're in the roundup phase. We're now in the roundup phase. We are arguably in the execution phase as well. But, you know, hey, I, don't, I try not to jump to conclusions. So if you want to say, hey, let's not jump to conclusions. Let's see if there's some more Trump supporters executed by Biden's FBI. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see if there's more. Um, and the Republicans are doing nothing. They are doing absolutely nothing at all. So, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. But maybe something will change and then there'll be, there'll be something that, that happens. But, uh, yeah, now you could argue, and I've seen people argue this on Twitter, they're probably correct, that that's the whole thing with Twitter is basically you got a good cop, bad cop routine between Musk and Yaccarino. And the whole purpose is to keep you in Twitter thinking it's a free speech platform, and then they're going to turn it into whatever the fucking ching-chongs are using over in China. Um, I, I forget, Weibo, or, but it, it's not just a social media app. It does everything. Making it easier to the, for the government to censor you if you fall out of line and if you criticize Winnie the Pooh, because Winnie the Pooh does not like it. AIDS Winnie the Pooh does not like it. Um... When you criticize him, or you say he looks like Winnie the Pooh, even though he looks like fucking Chinese Winnie the Pooh, well, you know, this is what it is. Um, so yeah, their goal is to kind of like you know keep conservatives happy while they kind of trap him into this thing. I don't know, Could, they, they might be on to something. So anyway, so they're teaming up with the enemy, basically, uh, the people that censor conservatives and blacklist conservative outlets. So not surprising, not surprising at all. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is sick, uh, but not surprising. The Biden administration is now interfering in uh, Virginia and their attempts to de-AIDSify and uh, de-pedify. Is that a word? De-pedify, meaning to remove the pedophile propaganda uh, from the schools. Uh, the Biden administration's DOJ is moving to insert itself in the Virginia fight over Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed transgender policies, writing to local school board members to offer the federal government's services in conflict resolution ahead of the vote over whether or not to adopt the proposal. What that probably means is, give us the word and we will sick the FBI on any conservative parent you show us. In emails to local school board members, the Department of Justice Community Relations Service said it was aware of ongoing tensions following the release of the new model policies for transgender students. A government conciliation specialist told the board members the agency specialized in preventing and responding to community tensions and hate crimes and wanted to offer support and services as you work to manage conflict within the community. So none of this is surprising. Any of the policies that the uh, state legislatures pass that are good and AIDS-free are going to be, of course, challenged by pro-pedophile Democrats. And these, all of these things are going to be held up in court uh, for years. And a lot of what is going to happen in this country is probably going to be 
decided by the Supreme Court, including the 2024 election. I don't have high hopes. Now, I'm not saying that there's 0% chance that they come through because they have done a pretty... I mean, my my grade for the Supreme Court is like kind of like a B. That's not bad for the Supreme for fucking politics. That's not bad at all. Um, it would be an A if they hadn't. Well, frankly, it would be A plus if they had done the right thing on the election. If they had done the right thing on the election, I would have all of the Supreme Court justices that voted the right way as I. They'd be all over my social media. Periodically throughout the day, I would say, have you reflected on how fucking based our Supreme Court is? Man, our Supreme Court is great, but that didn't happen, so I'm not doing that. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that they maybe come through, but, you know, you don't want to leave it up to, I mean, that's just not where you want to be, especially in light of the fact that they were cowardly when it came to the election they didn't even take up the case. It's one thing if you take the case and then you say, hey, you know what, there's not enough here and we're gonna, or maybe it's like a close, it's like a 5-4 or whatever, and, and Roberts fucks us in the ass or something. Then it's like, all right, what can you do? Okay, but they didn't even take it. There was, there was no standing. Really, states that uh, ran elections didn't have any standing in the election. Oh, okay, great, great. Um, yeah, the other thing, so, so okay, it is wild what is happening in our world here. So you have all of these deliberate fires being set. You have um, legislatively, uh, they're trying to like get, fuck with the food supply. You know, they're like getting rid of farms and all this shit. And uh, now they're, it seems like releasing diseases. Give me, uh, give me a minute here. Okay, so yeah, and then like there was, um, this isn't even about the, there was an underground lab with, uh, uh, where they were like testing all sorts of fucking viruses and shit found in California, and it was not an official lab, it was like, I don't know, an AIDS lab, and it, and it was given funding from, uh, from Newsom. Like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, this is a UK, I mean, this is obvious what they're doing here. 
UK scientists start developing vaccines for an unknown pandemic. <laughs> oh, they are not going to stop until they uh, kill as many people as they can. British scientists have begun developing a new group of vaccines in order to combat an unknown future pandemic dubbed Disease X. Um, they've identified several possible high-risk pathogens, such as bird flu, hantavirus, and monkeypox, which virus could break through is currently unknown, and therefore the project has to remit uh, has the remit of combating disease x so they're already making vaccines uh, for unknown viruses that they're going to try to force you to take so it is uh it's incredible it's incredible um let's see what do we have next here oh this is good a virginia library director resigns after parents threatened defunding over pornographic books Fantastic. The director out of Virginia Library resigned amid pressure from parents to defund the institution or remove a slew of pornographic books from its shelves. Michelle Ross stepped down from her role as executive director at the Samuels Public Library in Front Royal last week. Her resignation came after parents launched a grassroots initiative to expose many sexually explicit books in the library, urging local leaders to order the books removed or cut off the institution's funding. Great, this is happening uh, in more and more places. Obviously, it needs to happen more. It's not happening enough, but it's, it's, it is happening. Um, and uh, yeah, this is how you fucking, it, it, you remove the commies. You put pressure on them, and a lot of these people will resign. Not all of them, some commies, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you know, but you, you still, you can't just, you can't just relent. So you just have to make life as uncomfortable as possible, uh, as possible for them completely legally, of course. If you do anything illegal, then it helps them. So it's, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, but good for those parents, based parents. All right. So we've covered this before. It's just sick. Um, when leftists aren't trying to kill all of the Down syndrome people, they're trying to exploit them uh, like they do here. It's sick. And you, so you've seen that before where like they'll claim, I think it was in Iceland, they claimed that they had the cure for Down syndrome. And I remember when I read that article, I was like, <laughs> I was so naive. Now, if I see a headline like that, I know exactly what they mean. But back, this was years ago, when I saw that headline, like an idiot, I was like, oh, wow, how did they do that? Oh, that's weird. Is there some sort of, like, vitamin regimen? That's how... <laughs> no, they kill them. They kill them. They, they... And, like, I think it was Iceland where... Like, you can take a test in this country voluntarily. They give you the option. Maybe there's coercion. I don't know, Okay. Would I be surprised if they were coercing people into aborting their kids in America? No, I would not be surprised. In Iceland, though, I believe either the tests are mandatory, but if they're not mandatory, they, like, really push them. And uh, if the test says your kid might have Down syndrome, they really put the pressure on 
for abortion. So I guess uh, uh, the other way that they're trying to destroy the Down syndrome community is through this uh, sexual exploitation. So there are these sick pedophiles who run what's called the House of Deviant, and uh, th where they are basically uh, exploiting people with Down syndrome. Uh, on August 3rd, BBC covered the disabled drag group's efforts of attempting to learn Welsh for their performance. This was in the UK. Um, the 40-year-old pedophile uh, evil bitch who belongs in prison, who created this whole thing, uh, the exploiter, Gareth Powell, told BBC that it's been a real challenge to push the performers out of their comfort zones. You know what that means? They don't want to do it. But you know, do you know why they're doing it? Because they want to please you. As I, and I, look, I, I've just go, I'm going by what I've read. Okay, so you know, I might be wrong, and it's probably it probably doesn't apply to everyone. But from what I understand, um, I've read that people with Down syndrome like to please adults. So, like, they, they, it, it's, I mean, they're, like, nice, okay? It, there's, like, a naivete, like, a, like, almost like a childish naivete, if you could describe it like that, however you want to describe it. But they want to, like, please adults. I mean, I'm sure maybe they, they would also, like, if you're a kid and, you know, they, they think they made you happy, they'll probably like that, too. I don't know, okay? But anyway, so, obviously, when you have people like that, it's very easy to talk them into doing shit, okay? That's why this is total exploitation. Well, not only that, but he's even admitting that they don't want to do this, and he's forcing them. This guy belongs in prison. It's sick. It's completely sick. So, yeah, this is, this is sick, and it's sick how this is, like, treated by mainstream society as acceptable. It's, it's just wild. This is completely wild. Um... Backlash against the scheduled performance is beginning to build as many users on social media question the optics of the show. Yeah. Some Welsh people have taken aim at the fact that the performers are not native Welsh speakers, while others are criticizing that they will be dressed as parodies of women, referencing their drag attire. Uh, you know, not really top of the list, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, this person says... Uh, Personally, I think people dressing up as grotesque, pornified caricatures of women is distasteful and sends the wrong message about what young girls should aspire to in life. No problem there. Um, that's, I would say, maybe a part of this, but I think the main part is the uh, exploiting of the disabled people, or however you want to disabled, handicapped, whatever you want to use. I, you know, I don't care. Uh, one user even called the performance. Of, you know what? Be, you know. You know what? I bet you. I bet you. This guy that's exploiting uh, 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 these people. If you if you said the wrong word, like I think handicapped is no longer acceptable. I, again, I don't give a fucking shit. Okay, whatever you say is not acceptable. I'm going to use. Okay, he would probably freak out. They act like so. In, in, in their rule book, the person using the wrong word is evil, but the one exploiting the people, no, that's, a, that's no problem, no problem. So you're a monster because you used the wrong word, okay? Uh, but 
you can be a sexual exploiter of this group of people and they will laud you on the left. They love it. They're all oh, this, how stunning and brave. Now, one person said the performance was abuse. Now we're talking, exactly. Um, and then he said, who in Ed's, wherever they are, Ed's Fod would be interested in viewing this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sick. So they're still around. We've covered this before. Just really sick what they're doing to these people. It's just uh, insane, totally insane. All right, let's see what else we have. Oh yeah, we got a black supremacist was fired. Really just unusual. Normally a person like this would be given an award. So we had a very anti-white black supremacist. Uh, on Tuesday, a self-proclaimed black supremacist first grade teacher was fired from her position at a school in Texas over a series of anti-white posts she shared on Twitter. The Mesquite Independent School District released a statement condemning her comments and noted she will never be allowed to teach there again. Well, very good. Very good. She seemed to think that she would be safe because she kept talking shit about how she wasn't going to get um, fired. She said she wanted to, like, kill a white person. I think her sister is dating a, a white guy, and uh, she wanted to kill him and was talking about all this shit. And uh, anyway, she said that her job was safe, but uh, I guess she was in for a rude awakening. So that's pretty funny. Um, okay, before we get to some videos, let me just see if there was anything else here. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, nothing. Cops being cops. Um is this the one that said to uh, house the migrants? I think it was. Democrat Massachusetts Governor Mara Healey declared a state of emergency over the migrants. And I believe she's the one that encouraged her citizens to uh, take in, again, unvetted migrants. Unvetted migrants. One other thing is, um, uh, now despite, you know, whether you like Crowder or not, uh, Despite all of the shit that has been reported about him, it does seem like his show is still doing well. Uh, and he has now joined forces with Alex Jones. And so, there, so Alex Jones is going to have a show every Friday on Rumble as part of Mug Club. Okay. Uh, interesting. We will see. We will see. I don't think he's been on a lot. <clears throat> I think he, he's been on break or what. I don't know. It's not really... Crowder's okay. I, I, I liked, I thought Landau made me laugh. I know some people didn't like Dave Landau, and that's fine. Like who you want. He, I, I can't, if someone makes me laugh, I can't help it. You either make me laugh or you don't. His delivery would make me laugh. Crowder is like 50 50, 50% 50 of the time. Like sometimes he's funny, sometimes I'm like, this sucks. I, I don't really like a lot of the skits when they're like singing and shit because you know, I hate singing. Uh, but I, I realize I'm the one with the problem because singing is popular. That's why a lot of people do it. So I get that. Uh, but, you know, I can't help it. It makes me want to fucking kill myself. Anyway, so, um, but uh, look, you know, we'll see. I hope Rumble does well. I'm waiting for Rumble to cuck again because they've already cucked once. 
So, you know, it's just, and it's election season and this is all gonna be wild. But anyway, let's let's get into some videos here. TYT, I don't know what's going on at TYT. They're, they're putting out short, like repetitive, like short uh, re-uploads and shit. Things that are, I, I, it doesn't seem like they've had a stream. They're, they're running archives, which by the way, the archive stream that they run, hilarious. Um, I'm not a I'm not a large streamer. Um, my audience is is scattered throughout a bunch of different platforms. Um, uh, but just on like if you just went by YouTube, um, it's, there are times where I'll go to the TYT channel, and this is a channel with five million subscribers, and like I, I I'll beat them with live viewership. That's fucking ridiculous. Just from YouTube, that's crazy. How is that? That's nuts. That's, that's hilarious. Anyway, and what's funny is Cenk talked all that shit about Steven Crowder. Every, I think Steven Crowder is still one of the top podcasters. He, he gets a lot of viewers. And the Young Turks do not get a lot of viewers. Jimmy Dore gets more viewers than the Young Turks. And Jimmy Dore is a pretty big channel. But 5 million is what TYT has. I don't know what Jimmy has. If I had to guess, I'd think, what, a million? I don't know. But Jimmy gets very good live uh, numbers. TYT does not for a channel of its size. And uh, and then like the Tim Pools and the Salty Crackers of the world. Uh, they're, by the way, they're not the same. I want to be, I'm not putting them in the same category. I, I, I like Salty Cracker. I do not like Tim Pools. So let's just, I want to be clear about that. But uh, they absolutely destroy TYT. So that's hilarious. Anyway, I don't know what's going on over there. There weren't really any videos to cover. So maybe they, that maybe I missed one. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to go to Pac-Man here. And now I guess with, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can check real quick to see because this is like from before. Actually, I think we're going to get right into uh, this lunatic tranny stuff with barely attractive Emma. But let me this first look David at Patton the Young Show. Turks. Maybe Thanks they uploaded one while I was live here to see. I mean, wouldn't they be covering the indictments? Look, 128 people. 128 people are watching on TYT right now. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, man. Yeah, this is all like, well, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Shit that like doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't give a fucking shit about Ron DeSantis driving around in a bumper car. I don't care about that at all. Um... A teacher quit. I mean, that's new. I haven't seen that one. So maybe there have been a couple uploads. But uh, yeah, it's just nothing really. I don't know. Um, I guess we can do oh, this is new. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. I guess they did have a stream. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hunter obsessed GOP throws tantrum about getting what they asked for. So that's very dishonest. They were not asking for David Weiss to be set up as special counsel because David Weiss, I believe that's his name, was supposed to testify in front of them. So now he's going to say there's an ongoing investigation and he's not going to testify. This is clearly a game. Anyway, here we go. Oh, did I? Let me make sure the speakers are on here. All right. Okay. Here we go. This appointment of David Weiss stinks. 
David Weiss is someone who sat on his hands for years, allowed multiple alleged crimes, their statute of limitations, to expire out. David Weiss is someone who signed off on the sweetheart deal for Hunter that fell apart, the plea deal. And so, I don't know, look, maybe it'll be another four or five years until Weiss actually comes forward with something. We don't know. Trump. Valid criticism. Uh, Jason Miller sucks, but valid criticism. Advisor, Jason Miller isn't the only Republican who's big mad over Attorney General Merrick Garland doing exactly what the Republican Party kept urging him to do. Over uh, total lie. It's supposed to be someone from outside the government, not David Weiss. Over again, appoint a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden and potentially link Hunter Biden's foreign business deals to Joe Biden and a potential quid pro quo, right? That's the whole point of this investigation. It's not just about Hunter Biden, it's about implicating his father, Joe Biden. But again, they put the guy who's covering it up, Weiss is helping to cover it up. Biden for political reasons. Now, even though Republican senators like Marsha Blackburn specifically wanted Merrick Garland to appoint uh, David Weiss, now all of a sudden, Republicans are upset that Merrick Garland did just that. Now let's get to the details here, why are they so upset? After Garland elevated Weiss, David Weiss, to special counsel status, Republicans in Congress reacted with outrage. Quote, David Weiss can't be trusted and this is just a new way to whitewash the Biden family's corruption, end quote. Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee wrote on Twitter. It's Twitter, let's just call it Twitter, move on with our lives, okay? Yep. Now, Republican Jason Smith, who chairs the House Ways and Weeds Committee, uh, complained that the reality is this appointment is meant to distract from and slow down our investigations. No, no, Jason, the whole point of the investigation is to be a distraction. It's politically motivated. The so, so when you have actual evidence of crimes of Democrats, Birdface and the rest of the leftists will argue, well, you're being political. When they make up bullshit out of whole cloth like they do with Trump, oh no, that's nonpartisan and righteous. Public investigation into Hunter Biden has failed to implicate, implicate Joe Biden. Uh, but that's a blatant lie. Keep moving forward with it because they're looking for something comparable to the indictments that Donald Trump is dealing with in order to- Well, they already have that because the shit with Trump is made up. Minds, I think even the playing field for the 2024 presidential election, even Lindsey Graham cried about this. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham slammed the appointment despite signing the letter last fall. This is a political, and the, by the way, the letter was to urge Mayor Garland to appoint special counsel Weiss, <laughs> okay? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is a political decision by the Biden administration to fix their political problem. I think they poured gasoline on a political fire, Graham told News Nation. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Got a lot more to get into on this story, but it's just hilarious to me. They demand something, they get what they want. Merrick Again, Garland. Very dishonest. Finally relents, gives them exactly what they've been wanting. That's not what they wanted. And now they're like, no, this is terrible. Weiss is this and Weiss is that. Look, at the end of the day, even appointing a special counsel for this like sham investigation really does end up helping the Republican Party, in my opinion. Yeah, okay, look, guys, I told you about this last week and they've just kicked it into overdrive now uh, where they're complaining that they got exactly what they wanted. But at the national level, almost every Republican politician is a notorious liar. Like You are a nonstop liar. 
nonstop. Just no brakes in that car at that all. That would be you. So, I mean, and this is a perfect example of it. So when I say things like that, I want you to remember this story, let alone hundreds of other stories. I remember a lot of the stories. I remember a lot of the, uh, I mean, I, my job is to keep track and analyze your nonstop lies. Same with David Pakman and the rest of you. Where they'll literally say, if you don't have a special counsel, and it has to be this Weiss guy. And then they're like, Bullshit. okay, fine, you get it. You get Bullshit. Weiss as the special counsel. They're like, I can't believe you appointed the special counsel Weiss. And both of them show the fact that you didn't appoint him and the fact that you did appoint him both show you how crooked you are. Again, it's supposed to be a person outside government. And they know, they know he knows he signed the letter. They all know that they wanted this exact thing to happen before. They're brazen liars. Like ridiculous, total projection, psychopathic liars. And so, what does mainstream media do? I, was, I can't tell 50 50. 50 they, come on, 50 They 50 don't do that ever. That's delusional. These guys, come on. Okay, so let's, let's get into why they might have supported the appointment of David Weiss initially, including last fall when they signed this letter. Versus how they feel about David Weiss now. Apparently, they have soured on Weiss because of a plea deal that he worked out in the prosecution of Hunter Biden. Let's give you the details on that. Since Weiss announced a proposed plea deal in June with Biden, meaning Hunter Biden, an agreement that would have allowed him to avoid jail time on tax and gun charges, but has since fallen apart, Republicans in Congress have sharply criticized the government, accusing the Justice Department of leniency with the president's son as yeah, they any other person would have been serving years in prison. Conduct their own investigations in an effort to tie his overseas business dealings to the president, something they have so far failed to do. Uh, again, blatant lie, blatant lie. Now, Hunter Biden has broken laws, tax laws, and he obtained a weapon, a, a, a gun, when he wasn't supposed to. So, having in his possession an illegal gun is part of what he is being prosecuted for. And Republicans are mad that David Weiss worked out a plea deal that would have allowed Hunter Biden to avoid seeing the inside of a prison cell. Yeah, so look, you can get come up with a bunch of excuses. So here's another one. Well, before we wanted him prosecuted, but now it's at an inconvenient time because we were just about to show the evidence and then now because of this we can't continue our hearings, etc. Which we're gonna get to in a second, yeah. right? Um, but guys, if they were against appointing a special counsel, like they changed their minds, right? It could happen, people change their minds. They would have said it earlier. They would have said, no, don't you dare appoint a special counsel because we're about to release this evidence. And we definitely- Again, it's supposed to be a person from outside the government don't want it to be David Weiss. They didn't do any of that stuff. They just said, give us David Weiss, give us special counsel. And then as soon as they got it, they're like, no, we don't want it. We don't want it. No, it's okay. amazing. It is this amazing. It's not outside the government. And I, and I told you on that day that we covered this story the first time, I think it was on Friday, uh, they're gonna now say like, oh, we were gonna give you the evidence. It's like my sister, I've told this story a hundred times. I love my sister, we're great friends now. Again, liar, the evidence is already there. It's been there for years. When we were tiny kids, we got this chocolate bunny, the infamous chocolate bunny story. And, uh, and again, and it's she, the same tactic, whether it's uh, the evidence of uh, the Biden's criminality, the election fraud, the vaccine side effects and deaths, no matter what it is. They're like, oh, there's just no evidence at all. No evidence at all.
says um, she ate it, um, not just hers, but mine. Okay, mm -hmm. and then I said, well, where did my chocolate bunny go? Well, I was gonna give it to you, but you did this and whatever it was, like some infraction. Yeah, rationalizing exactly. the bad deed. Yes. That's why I had to eat your chocolate bunny. Yeah. And so you're about to see James Comer do exactly that. Okay, but I gotta give you more context, right? Because apparently the there are like multiple investigations into the Bidens happening simultaneously, right? So uh, James Comer chairs the House Oversight Committee, and apparently they were planning on or had already subpoenaed David Weiss uh, to testify before the committee. David Weiss apparently verbally agreed to testifying before the House Committee. And now Comer, along with other Republicans, are arguing, well, now that he's the special counsel, he could reject our calls for him to invest uh, to testify before us. In fact, here's Comer making that argument on Newsmax. Here, we on the Oversight Committee, for all practical purposes, have been the special counsel for the past six months. We've produced more evidence than anyone uh, that's supposedly investigating this criminal activity by the Biden family. And right as we get to the point to where we've traced it to Joe Biden, and we're at a position where we can win in court to fight their attorneys and get their actual personal bank records, he comes out with this. This is another attempt to try to obstruct. They're gonna to try to use this in court when they say, no, we can't give the oversight committee our bank records because there's an ongoing investigation right, right, right. by David White. Then why did you want a special counsel? Again, you're just, you're just lying. You're just lying. It's incredible. They're conflating the special counsel with David Weiss, David Weiss was chosen strategically for the exact reason that Comer outlined right there. She either doesn't understand that or she's deliberately lying, which it is, I have no idea. She Probably she doesn't understand that because Anna Kasparian puts in very little preparation for her, uh, for her, uh, uh, what do you call these? Segments, yes, segments. She puts in very little preparation. Why did they want a special counsel? Why did they want it? Why did you want it? I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. That's because you're a bird-faced retard. Why did you want it? <laughs> and if you changed your mind, you no longer want By the way, this is the new Young Turks, the turning over a new leaf and trying to get things right, according to Anna Kasparian when Sitch and Adam were licking her ass when she went on their show. Oh, yeah, really? What a difference. What a difference this is wanted it because you guys in the House Oversight Committee were acting as special counsel in the investigation. Why didn't you hit up Merrick Garland and be like, yo, homie, we don't need the special counsel anymore. We're doing our own investigation. He didn't do that, though, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Okay, look, guys, I mean, it's so 1984. God. He's being... What you're doing right now is not very much 1984, but like retarded 1984. Prosecuted. And Comer's calling the prosecution an obstruction. Come on! Like you wanted him prosecuted, and now if they, the, the- He is not gonna prosecute. I love how they pretend this guy's gonna prosecute. What are you kidding me? Biden administration- He's gonna prosecute like the fucking second prosecutor they got in, in Ukraine. The, the guy they replaced, what, Shokin? Was Shokin the one that uh, Biden- uh, won it out, I believe it was Shokin. And then the new guy comes in and he doesn't really investigate Burisma. 
And somehow we're told by the regime propagandists like Sitchin Adam, no, 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 it was the complete opposite. He really went hard against Burisma. That's bullshit. That's totally made up. Okay, so now, so, so that guy, uh, whoever the second guy was who treated Burisma with kid gloves, the same exact thing is going to happen here with Weiss because Weiss is in on the cover-up. Makes a big deal out of we're prosecuting the president's son. And they're like, you're obstruction justice. And again, the level, I mean, I know we're not talking about Ukraine. The level of intelligence insulting propaganda from these people, when they tell you to your fucking face and they say, oh, no, the problem was Joe Biden didn't think they were investigating Burisma enough. The American government didn't think Shokin was investigating Burisma enough. All right, suck my dick. Suck my dick. By the way, I saw on Twitter, Glenn Greenwald was writing a, a somewhat based post about Ukraine and uh, Sitch goes in and starts with the propaganda. You know the trick, you know the propaganda technique if you've been paying attention to uh, how they do it. And they do, and they do it the same as how all the propagandists do it. They all play from the same playbook with the same exact talking points. What, what do you think Sitch chimed in? Well, you, uh, it's odd. You know, I'm confused. It's odd that you seem to be viewing this Victoria Newland phone call as saying what you're claiming it says, but it doesn't say anything like that at all. And then what does he do? What is the tactic? To focus only on the call, to put a, a unreasonably high level of importance on the call, to act like the people who are arguing that a coup happened, they strawman them and pretend that they base it solely on the phone call. And Greenwald pick that off immediately. I retweeted uh, what Greenwald said. He immediately said, I think it's odd that you're focusing so much on the phone call. Because he, he, he's got to know. He's, I'm sure he has seen these types of regime propagandists and their talking points. That's the thing. They all use the same talking points. None of these regime propagandists come up with their own unique talking points, okay? They all say the same fucking thing. And many times they say it in the same way using the exact same phrasing. So Greenwald has seen that a million times. And so then it turns out Sitch invited him on their show. So it'll be interesting. I, I would love to watch Glenn Greenwald go over there because uh, it's going to be, it'll probably be as bad as it was when Dave Smith went on there or when Aiden Paladin went on there. And it was like, they beclowned themselves at a level that was, uh, you know, it was just like crazy. It was, it was very entertaining to watch them just, uh, you know, piss all over themselves to defend the regime's uh, uh, propaganda talking points when it came to Ukraine. It is, uh, it's a hell of a thing. I love watching people self-emoliate over uh, retarded narratives. Because I've said this before, whether it's an ideology or, or, or well, it's an ideology. Well, so I, yeah, I'll say an ideology. Um, strict adherence to an ideology can make intelligent people look stupid because it gets to the point where, I mean, there's so much evidence. They even acknowledged uh, when Aiden Paladin came to the table and outlined all the different um, citations 
Uh, first of all, they hemmed and hauled and played all sorts of games to prevent her from actually getting into it. I think it took like an hour till they finally, uh, or maybe longer, uh, got into it. And then the goalposts shift, where they were like, well, okay, but we had to do that. So they said there was no evidence of a coup at all. The phone call was completely righteous. And then it went to, oh, well, we had to do it. They were a flourishing democracy. And it's okay when we do it, we're the United States. Now, this is the thing, and I've said this before. I'm not saying that if your position is that, that you're necessarily a propagandist, okay? What I'm saying is when you use the techniques that the propagandists use, for, for example, a normal organic person that simply is just on the other end of the argument, they're gonna, sit, they're gonna just be like, no, I, I understand why you called a coup, but we had to do it because it was in our best interests as a country. Now, you might agree with that, you might disagree with that, but the person saying that up front, they're not wasting your time and they're not playing these faggy games. They're not using tricks, they're not using propaganda tactics. They're just coming out with their argument. People like that, you know, it's funny, they call that good faith, okay? Now, the good faith thing is also used by people like uh, Pac-Man and Sitchin Adam, where it's basically, they use it like the Jehovah's Witnesses do with the word apostate, where they, where if you say something that they don't like, they'll just say, well, you're not arguing in good faith. So again, it's a propaganda technique. Um, but actual good faith would be a person that's just outlining their, their position. But that's not what Sitchin Adam do. They play games when it comes to Ukraine. They use all of these different rhetorical tactics, propaganda techniques, and it's a hell of a thing to watch because sometimes they don't do that. You know, with their Rittenhouse coverage, it was pretty good. Um, and, and their coverage of stuff like CRT, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. But when it comes to things like Ukraine, it is wild to watch. But anyway, yeah, I'd love to see Glenn Greenwald go over there uh, and talk to them. That would be hilarious. Justice. And, and the call for him to be the special counsel was just a little while ago. So if it was just a little while ago, you didn't think, hey, if we get the special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden like we want, then we won't be able to get his bank records and we won't be able to get this or that. That just occurred to you right after he was appointed? It didn't occur to you before he was appointed? You know what? Maybe. And then you were calling for Maybe. his appointment? I mean, Colmer doesn't strike me as the brightest, you know. Yeah. Brightest person on the planet. No. So maybe. Have you met your dumb baboon boss? I don't know. No, look, the thing that drives me crazy, I gotta be honest, and this is a great example of it, is that we have debates with liars. And so. Yeah, you're a nonstop liar. It makes the truth and the lie look like a 50 50 proposition, right? Even if it, they're, this, like, this is such a great case of them being outrageous liars, right? Like. Total projection. Give me X. I can't believe you gave me X. Totally. Right? And so, but then even when you debate it and it becomes an issue, they're going to win over at least minimum 25% of the country because they're not going to hear all the details. Or they're just going to hear the Republican side at a minimum 25%. Well, part of that's your fault because you never go over the details. You never go over the details. If you were going over the details right now, you would bring up the fact that a special counsel is supposed to be a person outside of the government. Percent, absolutely. So lying works. It does. It pays off for these guys. Let me give you another element of the story that's going to blow your mind, okay? So apparently, remember, there were these two IRS whistleblowers who were arguing that 
you know, there's a two-tier justice system. Hunter Biden getting away with a lot, uh, getting away with dodging his taxes, failing to pay his taxes, failing to report the income uh, that he had as a result of these foreign business deals. And so those two uh, IRS whistleblowers, Gary uh, Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, even testified before Congress about this issue, right? Now get, get a load of this, the appointment of David Weiss actually ends up debunking or at least responding to some of the allegations by these IRS whistleblowers. One allegation made by the IRS agents was that Weiss had sought to bring charges against Hunter Biden in Washington and California, but had been rebuffed by prosecutors in those jurisdictions who declined to partner with him. Now the order appointing Weiss to special counsel authorizes him to bring charges in any jurisdiction. Yeah, but this is after the whistleblowers blew the whistle. And now they're like, whoa, of course, now let's give it to Weiss. Unbelievable, these people, how dishonest they are. So in other words, other prosecutors were like, this is a garbage case. <laughs> uh, total bullshit, that's totally made up. Okay, and so I'm not gonna help you with your totally no, non- again, that's not how, that's not the testimony, you're making that up. Sensical case that has barely has any evidence. No one said that, you're just totally making that up. Okay, and the Biden administration basically cheats on behalf of the Republicans. Again, totally delusional. And says, I don't care, we're gonna bring the case anyway. Absolutely delusional. And then the Republicans cry anyway, they just it's cry and lie, cry and lie. That's their only pattern, lie and cry, cry and lie. That's the, that's the only tool that they have in their arsenal. You're crazy if you believe a Republican politician, crazy. Now finally- Well, you shouldn't believe any fucking politician, but uh, people that believe you, that's insane. I wanna go back to Jason Miller, okay? The Trump loyalist, Trump advisor, because when he went on Newsmax, he gave the whole game away. He said the quiet part out loud, because while they're crying about this publicly, in reality, they love this and they will in fact use this to their advantage for the 2024 presidential elections, assuming that Joe Biden does in fact run as the you know Democratic candidate. Let's watch. The fact that a special counsel has now been appointed is a direct acknowledgement that Hunter Biden did something wrong. Why does this matter? Because Joe Biden stood on that debate stage, said my son Hunter did nothing wrong. We now know that Joe Biden lied about that. He lied about the meetings. He's lied about everything. And as this special counsel moves forward, it's acknowledgement, no Joe Biden, you're lying, did something wrong. In fact, this special counsel, I think is gonna stick to the Bidens like a kick me sign all the way through the 2024 yeah. election. Another thing with this special counsel, special counsel appointment, you never quite know whether it's a special counsel or independent counsel where they're gonna end up. The Durham report basically right. was a tree falling in a forest. Nothing happened, years went by, it was pretty minimal. But you take say Ken Starr, who was an independent counsel, that started off on the mysterious death of Vince Foster and ended up with Monica Lewinsky. Once they start pulling at the strings on this, especially with Hunter and Joe and Frank, and James, who knows where this thing goes. In other words, this is the perfect fishing expedition that we wanna go on. It's completely politically motivated in order to impact the results of the 2024 election. That's Meanwhile, their side is arresting Trump supporters, trying to arrest or has arrested Trump, trying to put Trump in jail. And they, again, this is Saul Linsky tactics. They accuse, they accuse their opponents of the very thing that they're doing. That's what this is about. By the way, Durham went nowhere. That was Trump's appointment. 
And it was because you guys were lying and you made up something, but didn't do it. Uh, again, not true at all. Or Durham had to go into a court of law, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I got nothing. Okay, so again, that's totally made up. Uh, but, wow, oh, they're terrible, terrible. Weiss, uh, under Trump originally. So what are you guys complaining about? Uh, and look, he just admits it. Jason Miller's like, remember when we did Ken Starr? And by the way, that was, again, we tricked the idiot Democrats into investing, letting us investigate them, morons that they are, because they have a permanent kick me sign mm -hmm. uh, on them. And it doesn't matter what they do, we're gonna kick them anyway. Have you ever seen the Republicans go, Oh no, no, Democrats are all right on this one. Never, I've never, like in the last 20 years, a Republican politician saying, oh, let's be fair to Democrats, unless they're agreeing to some sort of corporate, giant corporate giveaway, right? So uh, he's like, yeah, but when we got the morons to appoint Kenna Starr, we went on a fishing expedition, like Anna said, and we started on uh, something that we knew wasn't true because we're goddamn liars, we lie all the time. And then uh, we wound up with a sex thing. <laughs> we got him, right? And now I want to do that again. Oh, he's, and what was his examples of lies from the Biden team? Biden said his son didn't do anything wrong. On the debate stage, which what, is- uh, He also said he didn't talk to his son about his business deals. There's many lies. Is made for politicians lying, by the way. What right, so it's okay now because it was the debate stage and it's okay to lie on the debate stage, just like they're gonna move the goalposts and say, it's okay that Joe Biden did these business deals with Hunter. What do you think <laughs> he was on. gonna say? It, like, okay. <gasps> Like, oh no, I right. So now the goalpost for this particular lie has changed, and now it's of course he lied. What else do you expect him to do but lie? To get my own son, and I've decided that he did this wrong, and he didn't hand in his homework in third grade. No, he's going to say my son didn't do anything wrong. That's your big evidence. You guys are so weak. Okay, and by the way, last thing, because we're the fairest show in America. Uh, no, you're not. You are the most baboonish and birdish show in America. I want a speedy trial for Hunter Biden, just like I want it for Donald. Well, I want a speedy trial for you, Trump. I don't want this thing dragging out. And if they don't, if the special counsel doesn't do anything until all the way through the 2024 election, and they do it afterwards, then I'll join the Republicans in criticism and say, "What are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. Why did you wait a year and a half to prosecute the guy? They should prosecute him right away, and they should resolve it right away. Right, like meaning guilty or not guilty. Let's go. Let's go." Try him if you're gonna try him on your gun charges, and I'd like to set that precedent, because then I could charge probably 98% of the Republican Party on those same gun charges. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Tax charges, these minuscule tax charges. Minuscule, they were minuscule tax charges now. Donald Trump pays a whore legally to shut the fuck up. That's, uh, that's prison time. But what Hunter Biden did, no big deal. Because I could charge 98% of Republicans. By the way, you're going to see, I've already seen them argue when it comes to the bribes that Joe Biden took. Uh, I've already seen the argument of, oh, it's not that much money. He didn't take that much money. It's no big deal. It was only $5 million. And politicians on those same charges. You guys want to set that president? Set it already. Let's go. Speedy trial. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I go. want speedy trials. I would like you to get a speedy trial before we eat you into the fucking sun via catapult. Let's go. Because we don't give a rat's ass about Hunter Biden. I don't care. I don't care if you've got all the evidence in the world. I don't care if you lock him up for 200 years. I'm not Joe Biden. I don't care. And watch. You'll see this. If Joe Biden- He doesn't care, but he vehemently defends the Bidens and pretends that they did nothing wrong. Drops out of the race, they'll instantly stop caring about Hunter Biden. Of course, Biden. of course. Right, yes. oh, this is about justice, is it? Watch, what they'll do is if Biden drops out, let's say whoever the leader is, Gavin Newsom, then all of a sudden they're like, Gavin Newsom's aunt. Did you know yeah. that she bought Girl Scout cookies, but did not share them with just girls? Yeah, like you guys did with Trump, and you said that he stole pancakes. Remember that one? 
You said Donald Trump stole pancakes and put them in his pocket? Okay. No, but by the way, Cenk, let's, let's be fair to Republican lawmakers who really do care deeply about individuals failing to pay their taxes, which is why they have fought tooth and nail to defund the IRS. And Go their on. leader is Donald Trump, who cheated <laughs> legendarily at his taxes. And That's totally made up. That is totally made up. Bragged about it. Uh, again, taking deductions that are legal uh, is not cheating on your taxes. You're a fucking retard. And I guarantee you, I hope they investigate Chenk with this, you know, he's got this tranny pack, this pack with this ugly bird-like tranny who kind of looks like a Dracula a little bit, kind of like a birdie Count Chocula, okay? What is that guy's name? John Walker Flint? I don't know, whatever the fuck. Anyway, um, you know, he, he ran uh, unsuccessfully in CA-25, had a lot of money left over, half his money left over, and then it seemed like he just funneled that money to the tranny. And I'm sure there's other places where that money's going. Hopefully they investigate him, that would be great. Yep. Bragged about it. If you bring those same charges against Donald Trump who did it about 100 times more than Hunter Biden. Again, that's just, again, completely false. That's completely false. You're like, oh, persecution, deep state, deep state. Hopefully you cry right before uh, uh, the, uh, the tribunals. Beloved, dear leader. He's allowed to cheat hundreds of millions of dollars. Hunter so again, he hasn't cheated hundreds of millions. This is total fucking slander. Right, that was five bucks. Go get him. No. Hopefully they sue you. Go let's get him. Let's be fair. That it wasn't just five bucks and he did break the law. Okay, <laughs> but let's just no, but acknowledge seriously. the reality of how little the Republican Party actually cares no, no. about his crimes. It's okay. all, this is all political and we know it. Look guys, I'm being hyperbolic. I, I Again, I don't care about Hunter yeah. Biden. If he Even though you're vehemently defending him. Broke the law on the taxes and the gun charges, go get him, okay? And we all know he's not a Ukrainian gas expert and they're <laughs> one of the best artists in the country at the same time. True. We all know that, that's not the question. The question is, do you have any evidence tying him to Joe Biden? And Comer, Brian Kilmeade, all of these guys, there's smoke, there's smoke. You created the smoke out of your ass. Again, totally made up. It doesn't mean, there's gotta be a fire. Show me the goddamn fire, where's the fire? They, it's on. It's been on the Hunter Biden laptop for years. Oh, zero evidence as Again, total lie, total blatant lie. Always, because you're professional liars. Yeah, hopefully you go get another booster. I would love that, that would be great. You're due for another booster. All right, now we got some breaking news from the internet from GunFox. Let's have a look at this. Okay, one moment. Alrighty, Let's see what this is. One moment. Okay. Oh, have you seen a more disgusting and disgraceful bunch of people than on the Young Turks? Oh my God. Of course, you could argue. I mean, any of these people: Sam Cedar, David Pakman. These are the worst people. They're just the worst. Parents can't challenge Maryland schools' gender identity policy. Court rules. Insane. So we have court-enforced pedophile propaganda being uh, forced upon children in Maryland. Uh, a federal appeals court on Monday ruled that a group of parents could not challenge a Maryland school district uh, and their policy against telling parents if their children identify as transgender. A fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 
2-1 that three parents in Montgomery County, Maryland, of course, what do you think it's going to be? You know it's going to be. Lacked standing. Hey, you don't have standing when it comes to your children and the school they go to. Wow. Wow. They lacked standing. They, they loved that. I don't know when they figured that lacked standing thing out. That's what they do about everything. Oh, they lacked standing. Unbelievable. The policy which the Montgomery County Board of Pedophiles adopted for the school year permitted schools to develop gender support plans for students to ensure they feel comfortable expressing their gender identity. So what those are, that's a child grooming plan. These should be banned completely. People that do them should be put in prison. Uh, these, are, uh, so these are plans to, to figure out how they can groom children. The policy directs school personnel to help transgender and gender non-conforming students, I don't even believe in the concept anymore, create a plan that addresses their preferred pronouns, made up commie bullshit, names in bathrooms and bars, staff from informing parents of those plans without the student's consent. Lawsuits are pending, challenging similar policies in other states. The Maryland case was the first to be argued before a federal appeals court. Three parents, backed by the National Legal Foundation, argued that the parental notification policy infringed on their due process rights. Yeah. But AIDS commie circuit judge Marvin Quattlebaum said the parents lacked standing to pursue their compelling arguments because they had not alleged their children had gender support plans or were transgender. That rendered their opposition a mere policy disagreement. And policy disagreements should be elect addressed to elected policymakers at the ballot box, not to unelected judges in the courthouse. Quattlebaum was joined by a fellow appointee of uh, Trump, Allison Jones, rushing in directing the case to be dismissed without prejudice, meaning it can be refiled. Frederick Claybrook, a lawyer for the parents, said they were considering their next steps. He says, parents do not have to wait until they find out that damage has been done in secret before they may complain. U.S. Circuit Judge Paul Niemeyer, uh, a Bush appointee, dissented, calling the majority's conclusion an, an unfortunate abdication of judicial duty with respect to a very important constitutional issue. He said parents could not know whether their children acted on the policy's invitation to minor children to develop gender support plans. Uh, they had a, a stake that gave them standing to sue. The issue of whether and how grade school and high school students choose to pursue gender transition is a family matter, not one to be addressed initially and exclusively by public schools without the knowledge and consent of parents. It's insane. Again, this is the grave evil of our time. This is a grave evil that we're witnessing. It is unbelievable. State-sanctioned pedophilia, state-sanctioned child abuse, state-sanctioned and enforced uh, uh, transitioning and mutilating of kids. It's fucking insane, and it's getting worse. It's really wild. Okay. Now, let's see. We had... Um, let's see... Oh, uh, apparently Matt Walsh said some things that barely attractive Emma didn't like about white people. Matt Walsh, or race he's, mixing. <laughs> he's milked the transphobia almost to like the its natural endpoint. Every other issue for him, you know, he has to to be in his mind, I feel like on the edgier side of the spectrum because Matt Walsh is just not very talented. Uh, 
this is him basically. So a person who uh, sucks at their job, who can barely stay awake because they're so high on Xanax, that does not get good viewership numbers, is calling one of the most popular people uh, uh, unsuccessful. Amazing. In talking about great replacement theory without saying the words great replacement theory um but here he is on his program um and so there are really two parts of the story the first is the story itself which is the demographic trend where whites are trending towards extinction in the united states like that's 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 the way that's the way it's headed what um and then the other part of the story is and what's funny is they'll say that when when they're mocking you they'll say that when matt walsh simply points it out they act like oh that's crazy veil of silence around this issue uh the wall that is erected around it you're gonna say well you just read a story about it so it's not a silence um they can report on it so you report and you celebrate diversity and then you just move on we don't talk about it we don't think much about it and that's it you aren't allowed to talk much about it. You certainly, you certainly can't be concerned about it. You're not allowed to express any concern. That's un- that's unthinkable. Yeah. To hear that uh, whites are uh, on their way to minority status and the white population is declining. The worst thing you could possibly do is to talk about it at all is already a problem. But to but to suggest that there's well you're allowed to talk about it if you celebrate it if you celebrate it you're allowed to talk about it. any reason at all to be concerned about that or, or to be anything less than thrilled by that development exactly is uh is incredibly racist we're told sorry like this is not happening yeah like, guys totally not happening none of it's happening of all live births in the United States during 2018, 2020, 52% were white. Like, that we, I, I, I'm not sure what numbers he goes, but like, where are white people going to go? His, he's just fear mongering, right? Right, yeah. Um, not happening at all. And then they're going to, I guarantee you by the end of this video, they're going to talk about how it's happening and how it's a good thing. But right now, we're at the, it's not happening. He's trying to, trying to stoke those great replacement do you have any idea what article he's talking about i mean tucker carlson would do the same thing no i don't Uh, no that would require you to prepare for your segments which you're not interested in doing because all you're interested in are your talking points and reinforcing them you're not actually interested in figuring out uh what the truth about this subject is or even about the the main uh uh parts of it bradley you can you can or, or one of you guys can can find it but um it is, he says, you know, you're not allowed to, to say this. Well, uh, I am saying it, but you're not allowed all you guys talk to about. feel bad about it. And, and the point is that, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of, you're not allowed to feel bad about it. Because whiteness, in the way that it's actually been constructed it's a political country, project. Yeah, it's a right-wing political project. Right. And it's Your been- existence is a right-wing political project that they believe needs to be exterminated. But don't worry, it's not happening. Pretty detrimental. It's going to uh, be a peaceful genocide. Don't worry, it's going to be a loving genocide. So when you privilege the preservation of whiteness, 
That is a derivation of white supremacy. Right. Your existence, you wanting to live, is a privilege. And we should not privilege your existence. Quite similar to what people in, say, the KKK were talk- have been talking about and we're talking right. about. If you don't want to genocide white people, you're like the KKK. Historically. But um, I'm sorry, like, if Matt Walsh wants to live in a, like, majorly white uh, country, he can go live in Europe somewhere. They, they uh, do a better job than us at keeping out non-white people. And right, yeah, they're doing a real good job in Europe of keeping out the non-whites. Again, the, it, 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 these people are just abject retards. They just really are retarded good the diversity in this country and to the extent that it's growing uh i think that's uh in spite of like <laughs> the uh white supremacist foundations of this country i think that's good there I was, mean, you, there also, was you also got, you also have to understand sorry, that this isn't like this isn't like you know he's uh like white people aren't going extinct like he said like what he's complaining about is basically like mixed race relationships like white people are marrying and having kids with people of all sorts of different backgrounds Misogination, yeah. and they're not pure white children anymore oh my god oh no i mean who cares i mean who cares white really? supremacists like, who care cares? Yeah. Since when you, i mean like since when right. you, only white supremacists care can't you say this stuff i like the libertarian party of new hampshire yeah. was just with tweeting out the 14 words like last week like people talk about white genocide all the libertarian party of new hampshire tweeted out the 14 words i missed that i saw them tweet out something interesting about congress the other day where i was like whoa they might get a visit but i didn't see them tweet the 14 words all the time it's just what he means is that you know and i would say like this is not even true like you have to code it because he's just coming out and like more or less saying it uh and he's mad that like people might interpret it the way that he means but i don't understand like he's not even making an argument for like why we need more white people yeah how could you argue that white people shouldn't be exterminated i'm being censored and they don't want you to hear this yeah. which is classic like what they do that every time yeah, nazi shit. Br- Bradley. Right. it's nazi shit to complain when you're being censored sent this to me and he thinks it might be a reference to a Brookings study from last week that says Gen Z may be the last generation with a white majority, which is like Who cares? Dem- I don't yeah, care. Guys, who cares? They're going to treat us so lovingly. That's the thing. When we're a minority, they're going to be so nice because these people are so nice. Leftists are so nice. So, uh, who gives an absolute shit about that? Yeah. I, 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 apparently white supremacists, right? right? Because they well, yeah, literally... Definitely. That's de- that is the definition of supremacy. They want to be like both supreme in it, their purity and like in what their perception is of Western civilization and in their numbers. Yeah. Um, so the fear that they're tapping into is like you might not be the most powerful uh, cons- race or conception of like uh, of of who is belongs in like the power structure in this country that might change soon and that's very scary to you and well, and and like you can't say this yeah Tucker, guys give up your power bigot carlson had been saying this on his Just program give up your power and let us genocide you already from the most highly rated uh popular cable news show until he got canned for years and years this was a, a staple of his broadcast well like why can't you say it it's because to the, like any sort of thinking um society that thinks it's hysterical nazi shit like yeah you can say it but people are going to reach conclusions about you right if you don't want to be genocided you're a nazi 
Well, yeah, because he doesn't really have a justification outside of white supremacy or, you know, this idea that like an influx of non-white people, whether by birth or by immigration, is going to lead to some sort of inherent degradation of the social order, which is a definition of like Nazi fear mongering. Yeah, not that is the definition of Nazi fear mongering, because obviously there's not rampant evidence of that. No, the social order is fine. You know, my favorite upholders of the social order, do you know what my favorite group is when it comes to all this migration? The North Africans. Oh, man. You want to talk about people that uphold the social order? What a splendid, peaceful group of people they are. Oh, they are a pleasure, especially when they're raping. It's like, you know... People, if demographics are shifting because of mixed race race couples, uh, that kind of implies that these couples are going to be producing children that are of a certain socioeconomic class, either because they are in that class themselves or because they're marrying somebody within that class. Like, it's not a sincere thing to do with whiteness. Like, it's, you know, just the nature of people marrying. We're, we're still very segregated by socioeconomic status. So if someone is, in fact, marrying someone outside of their race, there's a likeliness that they're of the same socioeconomic status, the same education status, all of these things that go along with the way we divide people in society. The, probably the only thing different about them is the fact that they're non-white. And so that is really just a thing that you're complaining about. Exactly. And he goes right. on. This is him uh, talking more about this, expanding on this idea. And he's bringing in some of the eco-fascism that is uh, now a, a staple of the European right. Um we spoke to Kyle Bailey about Finland, uh, their economic minister had to resign because he was promoting the idea that we should give women abortions in Africa in order to control the population. Tucker Carl. Well, wouldn't you agree with that? You agree with that? You agree with Planned Parenthood? What the fuck do you, dumb whore? What the hell do you think Planned Parenthood is? It's amazing. Nelson had said similar kinds of things on his show at the time in relationship to the border. Um, And here's Matt Walsh, again, not as talented as other right-wing pundits, but trying very desperately to be one of those guys incorporating that into his show. We know that it's like it doesn't even need to be said, but I'll say it anyway, because we all know that's true. But we know that the continued existence and that's a that's a a really like fascist trope that there are these eternal truths and 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 you can't say it but we know we know which race is superior we know just based on so he didn't say that you're totally making that up because of who's traditionally been in power and we don't need to analyze power and systemic issues outside of the results of those systems and those systems are inherent and good and godly we all know what we're not saying am i right but i'm gonna toe up to the line right now yes (laughs) it's it's a reactionary appeal to like common sense this idea that like the world is totally understandable by like what you can view outside of your own Mm -hmm. yeah it's not possible to understand the world you just have to obey leftists Shut off your mind and obey. No. You can't figure this stuff out. What do you think? You're going to do your own research? You need to just obey. And also what you view on like Matt Walsh's show. It's like, the, you know, it goes all the way back to how they're trying to confuse that woman on Fox News about like why her her son can't afford a place. It's like they just want you to come to them for the answer to a question that they can't possibly give you the, the real answer to. Let's keep going. 
we know that it's it, like it doesn't even need to be said, but I'll say it anyway because we all know that's true. But we know that the continued existence of any other race of people is considered deeply important. And the preservation of the historical and traditional racial identity of any nation is considered deeply important. You know, so for example, if there was an influx of white immigration to a, a historically black country. Like South Africa? And that was resulting in a giant demographic. <laughs> right, retard, you're just making his point. Are you, the, you're seven IQ. Do you understand you're making his point? You're making his point. Gift wherein uh, it was becoming a predominantly white country rather than predominantly black, this would be considered a major, major problem. Can you pause it? Yeah, right. Okay. So what, who's this, colonizing us? Yes. Yeah. No one's, <laughs> the problem for him is that there is no equivalent of colonialism with brown or black people. Like, oh, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. No, 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 no. Especially not Muslims. Definitely no conquering with Muslims. Except, I mean, because we actually brought them here, whether it was from uh, slave ships or uh, in, uh, putting our border further and further he, south and west. He's, he's making a claim that he doesn't even know that he's making, which is that like colonialism and power and capitalism are intrinsically tied to the way that we've conceived whiteness. Yeah, uh, Matt Wall seems to believe that because uh, people come here from other countries, he's living under like apartheid U.S. Like what is? <laughs> like what is going on? Like does he not know what actually? I mean, why, why it wasn't just white people going to Africa. It was a lot more than that. I'm not ready to take off the table that we should treat uh, Walsh like a boer. But uh, anyway. Oh, so okay, do you, now, now, now look what's going on here. Look what's going on here. He just said that they should kill Matt Walsh. That's what that means. He says we should treat Matt Walsh like a boer. A boer is the uh, farmer in South Africa that is the kill the boer song. He just said, he just, I mean, they, it's so amazing when they get on the feigning couch or they clutch their pearls when someone just makes a basic observation about demographics. Okay, and then when you make that basic observation, they claim you're an evil Nazi or an evil terrorist. Meanwhile, AIDS commie with, with semen all in his, um, he talks like he has semen inside all of his uh, sinus cavities. That's at least what it sounds like to me. Um, just basically said that we should kill Matt Walsh. Incredible, these people are incredible. I'm gonna rewind it. But actually, I mean, why, why, it wasn't just white people going to Africa. It was a lot more than that. I'm not re ready to take off the table that we should treat uh, Walsh like a boer. But uh, anyway, oh, <laughs> and they laugh, and he laugh, and they laugh. Okay, and, and and is this surprising? No, they want us dead. They've been very clear that they want us dead. I mean, and I'm not willing to take off the table that like he's maybe felt unwelcome in certain areas where there are black people. And uh, for that, especially I, if they know who he is, especially if they know who he is, especially if he acts the way that he does. So um, I, that, that, that's a, a bonus for me. Demographic shift wherein uh, it was becoming a predominantly white country rather than predominantly black. This will be considered a major, major problem. And there's no doubt about it. And yet, in the reverse, it is either neutral or or cause for celebration. But really, it should be a cause for celebration. No one's celebrating anything. And you know what? This uh, that's a total lie. Pertains uh, yeah. even to sure, the the animal kingdom. I mean, you can think, think of there's a there's a particular type of I don't know hummingbird. Oh, we got invasive species discourse. Mm -hmm. uh, even for that, we're supposed to panic. 
if I were to say, hey, whatever, I mean, what does it matter? We, so, so we don't have that type of hummingbird. We've got plenty of other hummingbirds. What does it matter what type of humming, hummingbird it is? Yeah. The difference doesn't make. White people are platypus. So yeah, this type of hummingbird is, uh, is there's more of that and there's less of this. Like, who cares? Okay. If I say that, I'm callous. But, but sorry, Matt Walsh definitely does not give a shit about any animal going extinct. So what kind of concern is he trying to drape himself in here? Also, if 52% of the birds in a place were hummingbirds, it, we wouldn't be saying they're on the road to extinction. That would just be, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah because their voting power uh, relative to robins is decreased. It is, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I just but notice obviously how he's likening non-white people to animals i mean uh he's not likening non-white people to animals he's likening white people to animals he's saying that they would care if the hummingbirds were being uh, going extinct but they will not care if white people are going extinct again seven iq i i figured the total combined iq of this panel was maybe like 40 Okay, he's definitely, Lispy Faggot here is definitely 7 IQ. Uh, but now, you know, you got to think maybe the total combined IQ for the entire panel is 7. So maybe it's like 2.1 IQ for Lispy Faggot. Or no, I'm getting, let me, the Watt math. Okay, let, let's, let's make it easier. Let's go 2. Let's go 2. And then what did I say? 7 total. So then I guess, uh, man. Yeah, because seven makes it someone has to be the smart one <laughs> with the three IQ, right? Three, two, two. <laughs> Who's going to be? I guess barely attractive Emma here is the three IQ and then human gonorrhea, Matt Bender. He's the two. So you got two, two, three. And that does add up to seven. The Watt math sometimes fails, but it, but it, I got that one. I mean, well, he's using an, an, an innocuous example of a hum hummingbird, but we know what he's getting at. I mean, this is just the yeah, way. Just idiots. They can't even follow basic arguments because they don't care. They don't really care. They don't care what Matt Walsh is saying. They have talking points that they want to enforce, which is white genocide is good. White genocide is righteous. If you have any problem with it, uh, th then you're a Nazi. You race when you just like, completely strip it of any of its historical and cultural context and you treat it like it's a biological reality, which is what, you know, they want you to do and which is I, what I would what describe as inherently racist, like an inherently yeah. racist thing to do. And so like, but also when you do it that way, it does allow you to strip it away of all of the historical and cultural uh, context that like, like you said, well, yeah, but the reason why it's bad when like you say the N word, but not bad when you say cracker is because of the context in which both those words exist within, like the historical and cultural one. We don't not say it because it makes people feel bad. And it's like this stripping away of like all power and all like different hierarchies that they have to rely on to make these sort of like, you know, crazy racist statements seem as though they're just rooted in like a type of like egalitarianism where it's like, you can't do that. Like if you did that to a black person, like that would be considered racist. It's like, yeah, because of all the other racist shit that happens. Yeah. And here's why uh, like black people and, and Latina migrants are like uh, an invasive species that are going to wipe everybody else out. They're like hummingbirds. <laughs> yeah. The difference doesn't make. So yeah, this type of hummingbird is, uh, is there's more of that and there's less of this, like who cares? Zero sum. If I say that, I'm callous. Because no, it's very important that we have all varieties of hummingbirds. Every variety is very, very important. So self-pity. Keep them all around. Every part, every animal in the animal kingdom, we gotta keep them all around. It's extremely important. If any particular variety starts to dwindle, 
Uh, if any particular t type of uh, species of animal gets driven out of its uh, territory. Race isn't a species either. That's another very great, bad yeah. <laughs> Another makes this look a right. bad, Important a bad analogy. Like for a person who's always talking about like gender as though he's a, uh, say another curse word, but like he's a scientist or a doctor, he doesn't seem to understand that species and race are not the same thing. Did he argue, what, what he, he didn't argue that. Just because they're both categories of things doesn't make yeah. just making an example. You, you know, you know, I've heard, you know, with sub 80 IQ people, they don't understand like it's impossible for them to comprehend analogies. So maybe that's what's going on here. He's simply using an example. It's amazing. It's amazing. Them the same in terms of like, like their biological or genetic importance. This is this is like deeply rooted in like really white supremacist territory. <laughs> like they, yeah. usually, they usually use the, the- They have no other arguments. The dog breed analogy about how people are, why can't we all people, well, we're not, we're all people. But that's not the argument he even made. People, regardless of what their race is, are homo sapiens. We're all- yeah, yep. He's not arguing, what are you talking? He's not making that argument. Oh my God. It's incredible. This is incredible. That's what he's mad about. That we can't breathe. Yes. Oh, and uh, the thing yep. is, like, he's, <laughs> he's also frustrated. Face. Like this, like no, bro. You just fucking put on that Confederate flag T-shirt that you've been pictured in when you were younger, which you were, say you were wearing for like a skit or whatever. Just be a Confederate. Just be a Nazi. Yeah. It's like stop. Like just own it, man. And like, stop going. If if I if I say this, yeah. the reaction will be this. I mean, I literally want to strike that kind of conceit from right wing discourse unilaterally and see if they have any arguments to provide because it's all just they, like if I say this i'm gonna get just in trouble it. so i'm saying it but but then just say it then actually say you believe in great replacement theory and actually believe that uh, say what you believe that you think that uh black people and yeah. white people have genetic differences and that one of them they do have genetic differences what the hell is wrong with you you think people of different races don't have differences <laughs> It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Basive and wrong. If they don't do yeah. it that way, they do that thing where they like find a single article or single like no follower account and they just go like, huh, see what people are saying out there. This is not yeah. my opinion. This is just like mm. a random opinion from someone else that exists out there that I find interesting. Hmm, question Look, mark. Like everyone can't see through that game too. But there's such important rhetorical devices because I think even if he's Walsh is being whiny and it's like annoying to listen to, it's also like inciting. Like it's a real mode of incitement that these that the prime. Yes, talking about this subject, it's okay for you commies to talk about it, but when Matt Walsh talks about it, well, that's inciting violence. We have to arrest him immediately. I think the details don't really matter. I think one of the primary purposes is Matt Walsh being like. You are being told by other people, who, whoever they might be, or other organizations or other, uh, you know, arms of the government, arms of like liberal organizations, that, like you're not allowed to express your opinions. Or well, that's true. He's telling them the truth. You're not allowed to have like uh, free thought or free speech. I think it's enough to like make people be like, oh, like if that's a paramount right that we're supposedly supposed to be imparted by our constitution or whatever, like that's worth like being violent over. Mm. That's worth, that's worth like trying to- Well, faggot, maybe you should stop oppressing people. To stamp this out. Like, I think, I think as much- I mean, Matt Walsh did not make that argument at all, but what he's saying, what the commie here is saying is that if you in any way talk about the ways leftists oppress you, that that's inciting violence. If it is just a rhetorical device, yeah. it's also like no. it's extremely it's it's affecting Scary. a pernicious way to be like you are being told this and it's not my fault, but like maybe help me out by doing something that I won't do. The flip so he didn't say that at all. That's totally made up. Side no, of this. 
is um, like I don't uh, consider myself a communist because I'm not a, a paid-up member of any communist party. But I you're an obvious AIDS commie. That could not be more obvious. I don't sit here and say there is nothing between like uh, there's no similarity between what I believe and what a communist believe mm -hmm. because I'm not afraid of that association. You want to call me because you're a commie communist call me communist. And Matt Walsh should feel the exact same way about white supremacists because the extent that he's like not an actual like March and Klan guy or like I, I would love to see what group chats he's in. Uh, this is not the own that you think it is. Um, but, like, just own it, man. Just own that you are fellow travelers with Nazis. Well, I mean, they know that this stuff isn't popular. Like, despite exactly. what they... Exactly, that's Despite why. what, like, fascists and neo-fascists... Well, I mean, this, they, the avowed ones definitely know this. But, like, fascism is the most discredited ideology of the last 200 or so yeah. years. You can't... I yeah, communism not discredited at all. ...identify as a fascist anywhere. And, of course, you're a fascist if you in any way disagree with what they're doing to you and not expect to get like punched in the face and so right. you you also deserve violence for your disagreement because your disagreement with them is labeled fascism well half of the work that these people have right. to do is launder fascist discourse and talking points into like mainstream conversations as though they're just like questions or just like normal ideas that no one has ever had before and so why can't we entertain them as though like it's the first time hearing it when in reality we've already debated all things that you know not we as yeah, a, this two IQ homosexual has already debated these things, and he has decided for you what you are to think. And if you disagree in any way, you deserve violence. And the people in the show, but scientists, doctors, politicians, people who talk about genocide, have already talked about what he's talking about, and they've all come to the same conclusion. Yeah, that, that it's okay to genocide white people. It's like it's not true, and it is yeah. those telltale signs of like fascist totally ideology. Fine. Yeah, guys, it's totally fine to do this. Don't worry about it. And yep. so all they can do is try to confuse you about what fascism contains and what like white supremacy contains and just start, you know, talking about like control of the railway. It's like, in the, you know, in the Barbie movie. Like, yeah. so, like, or that it's like, cultural fascism. I mean, Jimmy Dore said on his show that Biden was more fascist than Trump. Right. Um, well, and you... That's 100 percent correct. Well, Jimmy Dore voting for Republican. Yeah. And it's the, just the I mean, that, that... it's very frightening. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is like what they, they, what they're good at, too, is obscuring what like what does white supremacy mean? What does fascism mean? You know, these words are bad, but they're not. Well, these are, you, these are uh, terms that you use to demonize your political opponents. It's a power play. That's all it is. You have no actual coherent definition for any of these words. You, even though this is exactly what I'm advocating for, it's really the left that's more like that. And it's the, 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 the they'll they'll discard with the 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 terms very quickly uh they'll dispense with them once they use them to attack and the attack is the is the is the primary motivator not like the the substance of anything so well matt walsh horrible and pathetic let's uh take another call shall we calling from a 616 area code who's this where you're calling from hi this is nick from michigan i called in last week Oh, Nick from Michigan. Uh, you're having some good luck getting your getting your call picked up. What's yeah, on your mind? No, thank you. I, I uh, called in during the last a majority report. Wow. Um, well, one, um, I have a couple things. Uh, so when I called in last week, I was talking about that oil line in the Straits of Mac. All right. I don't know why they kept that in. That's basically the uh, the end of the Matt Walsh segment. All right. Let me. Uh, 
read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy, link in the description. And we're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, we are trying to get to a combined 125 subscribers between Subscribestar, The Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, and Rumble. When we hit that goal, the reason we're shooting for that goal is uh, and when we hit 125, the soft gentleman will, within two weeks, write a book called What a Bigot Would Say. And it's going to be, now he's a leftist, uh, you probably are aware. I don't know if I keep having, I mean, I guess there's new, new people from time to time, so you might not know that I do have a brother. He is a twin brother who is a rabid leftist homosexual. Uh, he is the, he's called the soft gentleman, you know, the complete opposite of the hard bastard, at least what I would think the complete opposite is. Anyway. Um, he is going to write a book, uh, What a Bigot Would Say, and outline all the different ways people are bigots and uh, how you should not use racial epithets, which racial epithets specifically you should not use, which racial jokes you should never tell, which, t which, which racial jokes are totally not funny at all. Uh, also, we'll solicit the audience for topics for him to write about. And then we'll also, as we get closer to the goal, we're about 16 or so away, we will solicit the audience for quotes for the back of the book, you know, how this book inspired you. And uh, also we we're going to need a foreword so someone can write a foreword. And uh, I don't know how long forwards are, but however long a foreword is, I don't really think there's any hard and fast rules here. Um, anyway, uh, if, uh, after the book is released to the audience for free via PDF, uh, it will then we will then attempt to uh, upload it to Amazon to get it published in the diversity, equity, and inclusion section. And I think if I think if it gets published, I think then it would make sense for the soft gentleman to have a Twitter account. I think. Of course, now we're kind of like Twitter. Twitter was like good for a minute. I, I don't know if it's going to be. You know, it's probably going to suck at some point. Although, you know, you never know. Uh, YouTube sucks and the soft gentleman not only exists on YouTube, uh, you have to get the um, memberships approved. You have to, like, submit them. And uh, all the bathhouse language was accepted. So it's probably a bot that, that goes through it. But anyway, the, the soft gentleman's bathhouse and the different bathhouse tiers is live still. Anyway, if that's something that interests you, uh, check out Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can go to Rumble, click the red subscribe button uh, at the bottom of the chat, or when the soft gentleman is streaming again, which will be in about a week, uh, then uh, you can click join, and then you will join the bathhouse. That's the soft gentleman channel on YouTube. Okay. Oats says, hey, HB, would you promote my band Oats YouTube channel? It's AIDS-free and commie-free. YouTube.com slash Oats Rock. Absolutely. Uh, no problem at all. So yeah, check out Oats Rock on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Oats Rock. O-A-T-S-R-O-C-K. AIDS and commie free. Um, Ian's Network says, breaking news. Live from HB's apartment. Soft Gentleman is hosting a swingers party. Upstairs, Nigar is reaming Destiny's Chick. Soft gentleman just slipped and fell from the Astroglide on the floor. Total loss in this apartment, HB. Adam 22 and his chick just walked in. Total cuck party, total cuck party going on right now, HB. Oh, the AIDS. It, it, 
I'm gonna have to go back there. It's gonna have to be like a crime scene cleanup. I'm gonna need a black light. It's, there's gonna be semen and AIDS everywhere. That's not good at all. Man, that's what I get for letting him stay there while I was gone. I should have made him go into a hotel. Ian's Network says, the New Hampshire LP account is funny as hell. Keep a lookout for what they post on August 25th. Yeah, I just started following them because they made a post about Congress that might get them a visit. It made me laugh. I was like, wow. I, I, you have my attention and I give you a salute for that one. You just have to go to their account and, and see what it is. And uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, that was clever, very clever. And uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good account. Look, I, you could argue I've been harsh on the libertarians. I think I've been fair. You know, when, when there are reasonable libertarians like Dave Smith and Eric July, I give them credit. I think they're good commentators. Um, I think the, uh, the Mises caucus people, they seem reasonable. Okay. Um, but the fact was that the libertarians had a huge commie AIDS problem in their group with the lunatic that ran for president, Jorgensen. She was ridiculous. That's an embarrassment. Uh, uh, some of the libertarians that have run are embarrassments. Some are good. You know, Ron Paul, good. Ron Paul seems very good. Um, the guy, the Aleppo guy, didn't really seem good. Maybe was he good at one point? I don't know. But he really did not seem serious. That was like, and then Weld, what the fuck was that? That was, that was bullshit. Um, but, but yeah, the New Hampshire guys, they seem pretty good. So you got the Mises people, you got the New Hampshire, I think they're part, aren't they part of Mises? I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how it works, but they seem reasonable. You, again, you got Dave Smith and his whole, whole crew seems reasonable. So hopefully, uh, and I think the Mises people were able to kick commies out of one of the states. I forget which state it was. But they had a commie infestation problem in their group in one of the states, and they, they used all these like tricks to prevent them from taking over. And um, they, but the Mises people, they still were able to figure out a way to kick out the commies. It took about a year, I think. This was a, this was a, I think a couple years ago. I remember, but I remember when it happened when they successfully beat the commies. I was like, holy shit! When was the? This was before all the school board meetings and and and, and all the legislation, right? This was like the first time where I saw a group of people get rid of the commies in their group, and I was like, wow, look at that! I've not seen that before. Now we've seen that happen a bunch of times, which is fantastic. I think that's that's a great sign that that we are making a lot of progress, um, whether it's school board meetings, state legislatures, like, like things are happening. But uh, yeah, no, they, that, that was the first time that I recall them, uh, recall people getting rid of the uh, commies in their group. That's good. They escorted them out. That's what you got to do with the commies, escort them out. It's, it's legal, safe, and humane. Escort them out. Escort them out of the school board, escort them out of the boardroom, escort them out of everywhere, wherever they are. It's, you got to go. You got to go. All right, let me uh, go to Streamlabs for, uh, was this the uh, 14th and the 15th of August, I believe. All right, let's, uh, let's have a look here. All right, this is loading. All right, still loading. Here we go. All right, I'm going to start here. 
Where did we leave off? Oh, okay, this was earlier today. Francis Barrett says, Ethan, Ralph, and Baked Alaska are about to stream their fuck cozy exposing gay pedo Nick Fuentes. Again, I'm quoting. I know you cover other shit, but it could be entertaining to snipe later. Yeah, I guess there's, everyone's at war over there, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. Uh, Big Chris says, hey, do you think Aiden Paladin would be interested in interviewing your homo brother? I don't know. I think my homo brother would... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the dynamic there would be. It might be better if, the, if my homosexual brother like, left a message on David Pakman's machine or something. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Sylvie Johnson says, HB, remember the scene in Terminator 2 where uh, Arnie kicks the desk through the window and empties his minigun on the cops without hurting any? Why can't that happen at a pedo event like in Austin, but with mass casualties in Minecraft, pedo faggots or pure filth? Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Minecraft mod uh, should be out in a couple weeks. It'll be very interesting to see um, how that works. The Terminator 2... Or are they stealing the plans or something? Or they do, what did they do? They broke in and stole the, the arm or something? I don't remember. It's been a long time. It was a good movie, though. That was a pretty good movie. Um, Michelle Kincaid says, When I was a little kid, me and my brothers had to spend the night at my mom's friend's house. I woke up early the next morning and happened to see her walk out of her bedroom with no top. Huge boobs. She didn't know I saw her, but it was still traumatic as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember... Uh, I think I told the story where I got in trouble for racing. I was a, a Jehovah's Witness. I probably was six. I, I was very young. And I won a race in the driveway against this uh, Jehovah's Witness kid whose house uh, they were babysitting me while my mom was at work. So I did the forbidden thing, which is to say I won. Okay, you're not allowed to do that. That was like a big problem. Um... So anyway, the kid freaks out. I get called into the house. I'm sitting in the living room. And I, the guy, so the way the house was, was built is when I was sitting on the couch, if you look up, you can see up the stairs. And then right up the stairs is the bathroom. So at the time, the bathroom door is closed. And all of a sudden, the bathroom door opens. I, 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 I believe the kid like went up to tell his mom. His mom was upstairs, and apparently the dad overheard the whole thing. So the dad, mid-shit, mind you, opens the door and starts talking to me about how unacceptable it is and how Jehovah hates it if you say that you want a race. And he's going on and on, at, you know, chastising me, sitting on the toilet. Now, that's not even a scenario where I didn't even really see nudity, but it was obvious the guy was on the toilet, and that disturbed me. I, I, I never forgot that as a kid, because that's so bizarre. Because the whole time as a kid, you know, I'm very uncomfortable. It's very disturbing. It's also completely a mind fuck to get in trouble for winning a race. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And I'm, the whole time, I'm like, this guy is taking a shit you can't finish finish up your shit and then chastise me later you got to do it from the toilet and the way the dynamic was i'm a six-year-old i'm a little fucking kid right and you're i'm looking up the steps so you got this adult who is at, in like a higher position but on a toilet okay chastising me it was a mind fuck it was i'll never forget that i will never forget that so anyway 
Uh, oh, also the thing that I will never forget is I remember when I was, uh, again, very young, super young, I was, I was at the Y for swimming lessons. And I remember, and like when you're a kid, if you see a sign when you're a kid, you think that that's law, right? So like, you, you know, and, and like, I don't go to public pools. So maybe what I'm about to say is really rude. Okay. But I don't go to public pools, so I don't give a shit. But if I, so, you, you know, I'll get up in the morning. If I was, if I was going to go to a public pool, right, I would do what I would normally do. Get up in the morning, take a shower, eat breakfast, go to the fucking pool. Okay. So, I remember there was a sign that says if you're going something along the lines if you're going in the pool you have to take a shower. Now if I saw that now I'd be like I'd say to myself I just took a shower and I would just get in the pool cuz I don't give a fuck, right? Now, the reason that was a problem when I was a kid is because they had these showers. There's no it's just naked men. So to get to the pool you have to walk through the shower area where there's these naked men taking showers and as like a six or seven year old that was super disturbing i was like what the fuck that that was to me i, I just was like what the fuck is this so i wanted to get out of there as soon as possible and i remember the first time that i had my first lesson when i was walking out to the pool i saw that sign and i'm like i have to take a shower with them and you know what's what's interesting is uh, even at that young age i was like no way and I just was like, I just was like, I'm going to just pretend that I took a shower. And of course, no one said anything because I don't even think they were enforcing the sign. But anyway, the point is, and this is, I think, what Michelle is getting at. You're very, um, when you're a kid, your perceptions are so like, how do you put it? Or, or like, it doesn't even have to be something like this. It could just be like something you see in a movie. I remember when I saw E.T. in the theater, I think I was probably five. I was 82, right? It scared the shit out of me. When they were like going through the woods at night with the flashlights, flashlights, that scared the shit out of me. It was like traumatic. So the point is bringing in these little kids where you got these fucking pedophile homosexuals walking around naked. Fucking ridiculous. That's insane. That's completely insane. So yeah, it's just... Uh, it's totally crazy what they're doing. Um, all right, let's see here. Soki Johnson says, HB, every Cleveland Indians game I uh, go to, I put on my shirt with the big-ass Chief Wahoo. I like Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo is a very iconic figure. I, 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 um, similar to hockey, <clears throat> hockey, old-school hockey emblems, there are a couple uh, baseball ones I really like, the Indians and the Expos. I think they, they just basically remind me of my childhood because those teams don't exist anymore. The Montreal Expos hasn't existed for years. Um, so any of like the old school, non-existent teams, I like that shit. Um, but yeah, the Indians, that's an iconic. How do you change that one? Redskins also, very iconic. That Redskins logo is, is absolutely iconic. Um, he says, because uh, fuck the Guardian's name, if you're the owner, how do you not laugh at a group of retarded faggots lisping angrily at, uh, at, at you about how a baseball team name is offensive? Yeah, I would have some sort of like fuck the commies night at the ballpark. You know what I would do if I owned the Indians and they were complaining? I would have a, a very offensive uh, Indian bobblehead night. <clears throat> I would try to have someone develop the most offensive 
bobblehead that you could of Chief Wahoo. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe have it uh, woo-woo when you press the head down or something. I don't know. That's what I would do. Um, Silky Johnson says, uh, Man, HB, even when you're in Florida, you got to pause the stream to round up the trunk of whores that have escaped, huh? Uh, <clears throat> ever think of getting those dog collars that people use to keep dogs on their property? <laughs> It may seem mean, but you got to train them right. Yeah, you got to watch out. You know, there's too many whores going around. Got to watch out. Um, all right. Gunfox says, marry, fuck, kill. Mich uh, Michael Obama, Rosie O'Donnell, or Maxine Waters. Okay, so. Now, one issue here is I only do fuck, marry, kill with biological women. And uh, M Michael Obama is clearly a biological man. Now, I'm also not a stickler for rules, okay? If, if, if this can be resolved in an easy way, then I'm happy to resolve it rather than not do it at all. If you present me with three biological males, I'm not going to be able to do it. But since kill is an option and the other two are biological females, at least as I understand it, then we're still able to do it, so we will uh, obviously kill Michael Obama in the game. Fuck, marry, kill, FBI. This is a game. Can you imagine? I would not be surprised if they arrested someone for fuck, marry, kill at this point. Okay, anyway. So now it leads, now, now, now it does lead us with a nightmare scenario, which is Rosie O'Donnell and Maxine Waters. <laughs> and by the way, have you seen Rosie O'Donnell lately? Oh my God, AIDS all over her face. Even at her height, she was not attractive. Like, when was Rosie O'Donnell in her prime? There was a movie that she made. Was it around the time of Flintstones? There was a movie she was in. I think it was a comedy. Well, I guess she was always in comedies, but I didn't really find them funny. I'm not a comedy person, though. Someone had on uh, one of the Sandler movies, where the one where he goes to school. I was just like, yeah, I'm just not really. I don't really. Just, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then at one point they started singing, and I'm like, yeah, not, I'm just not a comedy person. There are a few exceptions, though. There are a few. Like, I like stand-up. Like, I like stand-up comedy. Um... There's a couple movies that I think it, there's, it's more nostalgic, like Strange Brew. That's a goofy movie. I, I don't dispute that. But there's some, something very nostalgic about that, about that. Or like comedies, like comedy shows, like Trailer Park Boys. That's pretty, I, I thought that, was, that show was great. Got the white guy pretending to be black. That guy was hilarious. That fucking guy was hilarious. So it just depends. But yeah, most comedies, I'm just not... People will like list comedies they love, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just... Now, granted, I'd rather sit through Billy Madison than like an actual full-blown musical, okay? Like, I'd rather watch that than Grease, but, um, you know. The other thing, and I guess this happens as you get older, when you watch movies from like the 90s, you're like, wow, all these people are dead. Norm MacDonald, dead. Chris Farley, dead. All these, I'm just like, all these people are dead. Now, Sandler's not dead, and neither is... Uh, Who's the based one? Schneider. I think Schneider is like, not like super based, but like reasonable, reasonably AIDS-free. You know, I think Schneider is reasonably AIDS-free from what I understand. 
Oh, anyway, so let's get back to... Okay, I got a little off track. Oh, man. I guess you have to fuck Rosie O'Donnell and marry Maxine Waters, because at least with Maxine Waters... Even still with Maxine Waters, um, you know, a total nightmare. Uh, but you might, if you divorce since you're getting married, maybe you'll get something. But the problem is, you know, you're a man, so the judge is going to laugh you out of the courtroom. So you're going to have to fuck a cigar store Indian, and you're probably not going to get anything in return for it. And that's going to be a hell of a thing. Maybe other than splinters, but I, I really don't know. Man, that's what she looks like, a cigar store Indian. That's a hell of a thing right there. Uh, KDCI, thank you very much. It's very generous of you. Says, quote for book, see email. Nice new show, bro. Thank you. Sincerely appreciate that. Let me... Uh, let me oh, 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 oh. I think we have... What are you talking? Yeah, for the Soft Gentleman book. So an inspirational quote for the back of the book, I believe, is is what he's talking about here. Uh, IQ test, how would you feel if you didn't eat semen for breakfast? <laughs> that would be quite a question to put on the back of the book. <clears throat> well, hey, it's... Uh... So yeah, picture a book. And how there's always quotes on the back where someone will be like, this was a very inspirational book and blah, 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 blah. So let's say you have a couple like that and then interspersed in the middle of it, you have, how would you feel if you didn't eat semen for breakfast? <laughs> that would be pretty random. Okay. Um, I think there was one more here. One second. Ratio Nelson says, in case you missed it, I'll save part four of Bentley for when you're back. I can provide more context for chat. All right, that sounds good. A lot of people seem confused, LOL. Yeah, I think part of it is that, like, he, he strikes me as an old school lefty. Like, he's, a, he's like a 1982 communist. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, because a lot of the things he believes in, AIDS commies don't believe in. Um, so I think that's part of it. Like he's, he, his political ideology is like 80 stoner. You know what I mean? He talks like an 80 stoner. He's a, he's a fascinating character because apparently he went over to Russia and fought in the war against Ukraine, which is like, that's a hell of a thing right there. Uh, I'll come back to that link. Give me, uh, give me one minute here.
Okay, so um, yeah, th there is the link here. Uh, it says uh, Kingpin of the International Narco Terror Group, MS-13, Santa Ana region, Carlos Alfredo Duke Marerte Caleche, Alvaranga Medina. What are you kidding me with this? Is that was that seven names? Carlos Alfredo Duke Marerte. Caliche Alvaranga Medina. This is like the Monty Python skit, but it's for Hispanics. You know the skit with Monty Python? There was a guy with a really long name. I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I memorized the name and I did it as a comedy skit in front of my fifth grade class. And I actually made people laugh, which was shocking to me because when you're a kid, especially in fifth grade, like it's very, you know, there's a lot of years where like, you know, there's a lot of jokes that did not land. But for some reason, uh, me and a buddy, we like did that whole whole skit and it, it kind of like, not every, I mean, people weren't like, it wasn't uproarious laughter, but the fact that we had the name down, like, I don't know, it just made a couple people laugh. And that, you know, when you're a kid and you, you get like your first laugh, that's like, you're like, oh my God, anyway. Um, yeah, and the old guy was interviewing and they were talking about the guy and he was trying to say his name and then he died before he could say it. Anyway, that's a classic. This is the Hispanic version of Johan Gamble Pudding and then whatever the rest of his name is. That was a good show. Um, anyway, this guy, this Hispanic Johan Gamble Pudding has been captured and instead of a, I think Johan Gamble Pudding was a, uh, uh, like a composer, whereas the Hispanic one is an MS-13 member uh, and has been captured hiding behind bathroom tiling in a safe house by El, Salva El, El Salvadorian security force. Oh, is El Salvador is where they're cracking down on crime, right? I believe, I believe it's El Salvador. Yeah, man, I like what they're doing in El Salvador. They are cracking down, and, and I believe El Salvador is the country that one of these outlets wrote a hit piece about, and um, they were complaining that El Salvador was cracking down on crime. And we're not talking about like shoplifters. We're talking about cartel, like like murderers with tattoos, tattoos all over their face, kidnappers, rapists, like we're talking about the worst of the worst. And the article was upset. Uh, they were like, uh, and they were complaining about the rights of the murderers. And I think their murder rate came down something crazy. I think it was like cut in half or, e or maybe even better than that. And, and it's, of course, it's like, oh, they cracked down on crime and the murder rate went down. Who would have known? Who would have thought the murder rate would go down if you cracked down on crime? Amazing. So I expect the Globo homos are probably going to do a regime change on the El Salvadorian guy. That, that would be my expectation, but we'll see. Okay, let's uh, move on here. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Michael Tracy debated, who was this, Kalinsky? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Tracy. Here we go with this. Tracy has been pretty reasonable on all of this bullshit with Trump. January 6th case, which is also under the auspices of Jack Smith, who's similarly in charge of the uh, Espionage Act case. And he decided to re resurrect the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1866, which doesn't alone make the bringing of the charges unwarranted. I mean, an old statute can still be a relevant statute, but the mm -hmm. issue here with this particular charge, conspiracy against rights, is that 
it's a wholly novel application of this statute specifically tailored to criminalize Trump's conduct. So a hallmark of criminal law, or at least the rational application of criminal law, you would think, is that a violation of a law foreseeable to a reasonable person, meaning a reasonable person should be able to know or readily intuit or uh, predict that their conduct would be in violation of the law. Mm-hmm. And that requires that the, the, the law not be subject to these creative extrapolations to encompass a vast array of conduct that wouldn't have been initially contemplated as criminalizable under the statute, okay? So I, I, I spoke to a one of, one of the defense counsels uh, who's representing a co-conspirator in this indictment, John Eastman, who came up with the cockamamie theory about Pence having the authority to uh, discard electoral votes or count rival. So I'll disagree with him on the classification of it as cockamamie. However, it I don't really care if you like the theory or not. As long as you're acknowledging the theory is legal, then whether you agree with it or not, I don't really care. The issue with Eastman and with all of this is that it was 100% legal. Uh, and also, I don't, you know, I'm not too familiar with cockamamie. I've heard it. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, is it out there? Is it, it, it's a th- it might not have worked, okay? So, like, if you want to start getting into a legal argument of, like, it, w- it was, like, a, a weak case or stuff, that's, that's all fine. I have no problem with that. I don't know if it would have worked. But it's legal. That's the key. Slate's electoral votes that have been submitted by Trump electors in the six supposedly contested states. And his view is that at 81 years old, this guy is the founder of FIRE, the Civil Liberties Organization, um, longtime defense attorney who's represented anti-war activists, uh, uh, you know, m- minority uh, a- activists over the, <laughs> over the years. He views this as one of the most ominous infringements on the First Amendment and, you know, the Bill of Rights writ large that he's really ever been involved with in his career, because what are they doing? They're, they're, they're taking what had been previously understood to be political activity and political speech, which you may disagree with, and you may vigorously want to dispute. At the time, I was very much in opposition to a lot of these theories around election fraud that were being propagated by the Trump campaign and right-wing media, and I was you know, furiously debating the with, with, with people who were trying to claim that there was some inherent authority of the vice president to unilaterally exercise his own discretion to decide which electoral count, uh, votes to count. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was against that theory um, on a political level. I mean, but you, the problem here you, is you'd be factually wrong, but that as long as you're not law, uh, arguing that it was illegal, then I don't care. You can be wrong. Who cares? Now that they've transferred it into the domain of criminal law. Right, exactly, Which exactly. Which is a fairly stark Rubicon crossing thing to do because now you're probably going to see, this seems to be ushering in or could it have the potential to usher in a new era where rival political factions are now going to be much more incentivized to wield the apparatus of punitive criminal law or punitive criminal state power to basically resolve their political disputes with other factions. 
Okay. Um, so can I, like, can I interject here and then yeah, you, yeah. you can respond? I want to respond to some of your things and then you can respond to what I say. So let's start with the idea, the notion that this is like about free speech. If Donald Trump had just done 25, 50, 100 rallies downplaying the results of the election, saying he won even though he didn't and all that stuff, and he never did the fake electors slates, he never did uh, try to force the DOJ to send uh, letters to the different states demanding that they uh, you know, don't certify Biden and do the alternate slate of electors. If he never took those other actions, do you think he would have been charged? Impossible to say. All I could do is read what the indictment actually contains as allegations of what constitutes this supposed criminal conspiracy that Trump is guilty of conducting. Yeah, because um, I don't think I don't think there's any way he would have been charged if it was just the rallies and he just did his speech. I think once you got to the fake electors slates, that became the real criminal issue. And but it's not that, it's not criminal. They're not fake. It's that was completely made up by Rachel Maddow. On to some of your other points there, uh, you know, I know you brought up a free speech expert who says he's concerned by this, but there's also like well, free just an speech expert, experts. a defense counsel, a defense no, counsel that. for one of I the alleged conspirators. No, I got you, I got you. But I'm saying there's also many free ex free speech experts who think that Citizens United is about political speech, and I totally disagree with that. I think it's about political corruption. And there's also experts on the other side of this, like Bradley Moss. So it's it's not particularly persuasive to me. I find that just like an appeal to authority, to the idea that this you constantly make appeals to authority unprecedented and a novel application, I mean, I would argue almost anything we would do legally vis-a-vis -vis what happened is going to be novel and unprecedented because we've never been here before. And the charge of conspiracy against rights... Yeah, and that's retard, abject retard. That's not how the law is supposed to work, okay? That's his point. Me, I look at that and I say the reason why they did that charge is because it was an attempt to disenfranchise millions of voters lie. if their scheme had succeeded. Total lie. Okay, so I'm not trying to appeal to authority. I'm just giving you an example of another person who's making an argument on sure, the basis of free speech without having be, without being a pro Trump partisan. I mean, sure. this guy happens and, to not even like Trump. And we know you're not a no, Trump I understand the point. Well. I understand We're the just point. Saying there I'm are just saying experts there's experts on the other side of this On either well, side of, of this. So there are people with fancy pedigrees that would say all kinds of things. That right. doesn't yeah. necessarily make them correct. Uh, now, make no mistake, Crystal used this exact type of argument against RFK. Okay? She made a total appeal to authority. No, I'm not saying his pedigree makes him correct. I was just citing another example of someone making a similar case. Um, but so you, you, know, you, you propose a hypothetical of, so it, what if Trump had only done such and such and not this, but charges have been brought? I mean, that's impossible to say. It's a counterfactual. What we can do is look at the actual text of the indictment. And what it does is it posits that a litany of Trump's political speech is being characterized as constituent elements of this overarching felonious conspiracy. So there's a reason why they list a whole bunch of Trump's uh, tweets where he's criticizing uh, state legislators mm -hmm. or he's attacking the Secretary of State of Georgia or he's making all kinds of other, again, I think mostly harebrained comments about the uh, lack of veracity of the election results. There's a reason why all that is cited by Jack Smith in this indictment as a component of the overarching conspiracy because that's what he's saying is a part of the conspiracy, the speech. Now, is it the only 
element of the, of the alleged conspiracy? No, there are other elements that are being posited. Right. But the point is that he had to weave together this vast uh, range of, this vast constellation of political conduct um, and put it under the umbrella of now a, a felony conspiracy. So, so there's, there's a few things there. I think the fact that you emphasize one component is, you know, itself important because you acknowledge it's not the entirety of the indictment or what he's being uh, charged for. Um, I do think that, you know, a person who allegedly committed crimes talking about those alleged crimes is probably pretty relevant to... Dunce, they're not crimes. You're insane. To, ...you know, a jury in terms of figuring out whether or not they believe Trump is guilty on these. And I would also say, so in terms of my view, I think there are three pieces here that make the indictment, you know, pretty solid and make it so that I support it. Because if we were in a situation... Okay, look, it, it, this is the thing about this. Uh, everyone is making a decision and everyone's taking their masks off. And I think there should be no quarter for people that went along with bullshit that had their political opponents locked up. Now, you might say, well, you're being too harsh because Trump is a powerful person. And, uh, you know, so maybe that's harsh to say that because we're dealing with Trump. Well, how about this? I'll give you Trump because you know what I can guarantee? I can guarantee you that this fucking dumb whore and her homosexual Miami Vice uh, husband, I guarantee you they're going to go along with all of the media narratives related to them locking up regular Trump supporters. So I'll give you Trump. I'll give you Trump. Okay, no problem. Okay. I retract what I say related to Trump as far as I believe they should deserve the same thing to happen to them, right? Which I talked about the other, the other day. My philosophy is if you wish in an offensive way as opposed to defensively, if in, if in an, an offensive way you advocate for your political opponent to be locked up, kicked out of a hospital, whatever the things that they've said about us, I'm simply arguing you would deserve to have that happen to you. That's my, it's, a, it's karma, okay? Now, I know it doesn't always work that way, but that's what they would deserve. So I would argue that these two deserve to be put in prison if they are going along with their political opponents being imprisoned. It's very simple. Now, but like I said, it, if you want to say it's too harsh if I'm just applying it to them going along with Trump being imprisoned, no problem. Because I, like I said, I can guarantee you they're going to go along with all of the narratives that they come up with as we watch week after week, more and more Trump supporters locked up. And we might even get it to the next level as Trump supporters get executed like this old guy did the other day. Um, we have seen some of these commentators go along with Trump supporters being murdered as far as defending the murderer. I don't recall Kalinsky's analysis of the Michael Reinald. That's the, that's the most prominent example. Like if you say to me, what's the most prominent example you can come up with of leftists and corporate media uh, supporting a murderer who murdered a Trump supporter in cold blood? The answer to that I would give you is Michael Reinald. Michael Reinald was an AIDS commie, Antifa fucker, who in cold blood, murdered a Trump supporter, not in a fight, not in some sort of melee that got out of control. We're talking about absolute cold-blooded execution. This guy, uh, Jay Bishop, was walking down the street with um, some, some friends, 
and there was a there was a Trump rally previously a few hours earlier. I think this was like in Seattle or Portland, I forget. Anyway, he specifically picked out this Trump supporter, someone I believe pointed to him and said this one, and he pulls out a gun and he fucking kills him. Okay, cold blood. It's okay. Anyway, many in the leftist media defended Michael Rhino. Vice, Vice interviewed him, did a very compassionate interview, pretending that somehow because the argument was because earlier in the day, some Trump supporters were driving trucks and had large trucks that 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 provoked the shooting that happened hours later. It's a preposterous argument. I don't recall what Kyle Kalinske's position on it is. So as of now, I will say, as far as I'm aware, Kyle has not gone along with it when a Trump supporter has been murdered in cold blood. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, he, he, he probably has at some point. Like, if you, if you were able to give me an example of that, I would not be surprised. So anyway, yeah, it's, it, I, I'm a simple person. Do unto others as you would want done to you. And as we get further and further in the clown world, I would argue never forget the position that these people take. Uh, because I believe when our side starts gaining, if it happens, it might not happen, we might be fucked, but if our side somehow starts getting major wins and we turn this thing around, these people are going to beg for mercy and they're going to pretend. They didn't say that we should be kicked out of hospitals if we're unvaccinated. They're going to pretend they didn't go along with all the imprisoning of the Trump supporters. They're going to pretend, oh, no, let's go back to the way it was. I hope people don't fall for it because they push the button. OK, you have two political factions. Uh, or or uh, you, you can use a gun or a button in this illustration. This is an illustration. I'm not talking literally. So you have, you have um, political opponents, uh, you have people on one side, people on the other side. And the illustration is there's a gun in the center, uh, there's a dividing line, and there's a gun in the center. Now, there was an agreement between these two political factions. You always argue your position, you never reach for the gun. Because we're in America and we resolve things politically the right way through elections. You never reach for the gun. That is the agreement we had with the left. Okay? They decided to grab the gun. Okay? So they broke the deal. Uh, and again, this is an illustration. I want to be clear. This is an illustration. That's basically what has happened between COVID, the Black Lives Matter riots, and what we're seeing now. The left has decided to oppress and at least try to take out some of us, but they want us dead. They have decided they're no longer going to try to win us over with arguments. They're no longer going to try to win elections legitimately. They are going to just try to destroy us. Okay, so if we somehow get power back, don't fall for their, oh, uh, oh, please, oh, we... We, what about what about this and what about free speech and what about blah, blah, blah. go fuck yourself go fuck yourself but we'll see we'll see what happens where trump had just given rallies and said all kinds of like nonsense i would not support that indictment against him i would think that that was a violation of free speech rights so to me there are three key components that makes this legitimate 
Number one is the fact that there was no significant amount of fraud. That's totally made up. That is as much of a ridiculous, laughable lie as the vaccine being safe and effective, as Russia hacking the DNC, or many of the ridiculous lies that they have told all these years. That is a intelligence insulting lie. That is like, it's laughable. That you could say that with a straight face is amazing. Number two is the fact that a reasonable person presented with all of the information that Trump was presented with would understand that there was no real fraud. What, what, the, what the fuck does that mean? Are you arguing that it's legally binding that someone like Bill Barr told Donald Trump there was no fraud and he's legally obligated to obey that? That's retarded. That's, I think that's what she's arguing. That's incredible. That's incredible. These people are insane. And number three, that in spite of those things, you still concoct this elaborate multi-state scheme to try to, in effect, steal an election. Okay, so that's total bullshit. It was completely legal, and he did it uh, because there was a fuck ton of election fraud. So you said previously, you know, that you didn't think any, any reasonable person would really expect that this was criminal behavior. They would think that this was just political behavior or political speech. I just really disagree with that. And in fact, you have people... It's because you're a regime propagandist, and you're a paid whore, and you do what you're told. ...who were cajoled into being fake electors under false pretenses. Again, fake electors is not a thing. That was invented by Rachel Maddow. These were alternate electors. They're, they're, uh, this is allowable under the Constitution. It's been done before. Is precisely because of the reason that they would understand that there was something wrong with what they were doing. But there wasn't anything wrong with what they were doing. If they really understood what was going on. If I was personally you know, concocting this like elaborate multi-state scheme involving some cockamamie legal theory on January 6th to try to steal an election, I would 100% understand that there was potentially something criminal about but that. But it's not criminal. You're just being retarded. And you're basic, you're going along with your political opponents being arrested over a non-crime. Okay, so that's your position. You've made your bet. You know, people like Bill Barr and others uh, also, you know, viewed it as likely criminal activity. Bill Barr has no credibility, and there is no indication that at this time he viewed it as criminal. Uh, at the time that you're talking about, there's no indication that no one was talking about this being criminal. The corporate media was writing articles about the legality of it and how it was legal, and they were nervous about it. Fareed Zakaria, Fareed, I'm a white man, Zakaria, wrote an article in the Washington Post, I believe. Uh, it was actually a halfway decent article explaining exactly what Trump could do legally. And nowhere in it did they say that it was illegal. That wasn't until later. Like I said, Rachel Maddow is the one that got that out into the ether. And it's a hell of a thing to watch a propagandist like Maddow come up with a new term, a propaganda term, fake electors, and then watch as the Department of Justice indicts people based on the propaganda phrase. That's incredible. So I just also disagree with the idea that this is totally wild and no one would have seen this as a problem or criminal behavior before. Well, Bill Barr, despite having fallen out with Trump, as you know, still has uh, prefaced his comments on this January 6th indictment by saying that there's a potential danger in criminalizing political activity. But you're right. He nonetheless thinks that the charges could be seen as 
legitimate. That's legit. So yeah. on, on she just said that you shouldn't appeal to authority, and now she's appealing to Bill Barr and his authority. On the on the on the question of the lack of fraud or a reasonable person not being able to conclude that there was actually significant fraud in the election, mm-hmm. you know, that's a matter of political contestation or had been. Like you could make an argument that there is no fraud of any significant import. And I would probably make the same argument, but then mm-hmm. somebody else could make a countervailing argument. And then the idea, at least prior to August of 2023, is that that would be resolved in the realm of political disputation rather than by a prosecutor indicting your debate opponent so, right, with but, Bell Smith. But again, he's not being indicted because he you know, Believe lied about the he's fraud. Or because- you just said part of the indictment and why it's legitimate is because he didn't obey Bill Barr when Bill Barr told him there was no fraud. As he believed about him or didn't believe him or whatever, he's indicted because there was no real fraud. He's, do you hear yourself? He was indicted because there was no real fraud. First of all, that's bullshit. There was fraud. But you're going along with the person being indicted because there was no fraud. That doesn't, that's crazy. He was presented with all sorts of information to indicate that there was no real Which fraud. was total bullshit. He gave some indications privately that he knew some of these claims were, quote, crazy. I need evidence of that. You're just making the claim. I need to he- hear the conversation. At least when it came to Sidney Powell. By the way, and he would be wrong. If Trump said behind the scenes, I think the election was legitimate, Donald Trump would be factually wrong. Now, do I believe for a second that he... Uh, believe the election was legitimate? No, that's fucking retarded. And yet one ahead with these fake slates of electors. Again, not fake slates of electors. You're making that up. Trying to overturn the results anyway. So it's those three pieces that you need. And if you didn't have one- You don't need those three pieces. There is no statute where those three pieces make something illegal. That's That's not anything. You are arguing a guy should be locked up over media crimes, which there's no statute for the media crimes. It's made up in the media. One of those pieces, then you're right. It becomes difficult. And listen, they're going to have to, you know, at trial, they're going to have to prove what he heard and what he knew and what he really thought about these claims, et cetera, is going to be a component piece. But without all three of those pieces, then, you know, I think that this would fall apart. But those pieces are irrelevant. There's no statute. If you don't have those three pieces, like, you know, examples of, oh, resistance, liberal, whoever, saying the Electoral College should do whatever last time around, sure, they, you know, were saying things that were kind of wild, but they didn't create some, like, fake elector scheme to also back it up with knowledge that what they were saying was completely false. And I th- Again, total bullshit. They went on that whole thing with trying to get, the, you know, remember the celebrities came out with the commercial to have the electors vote for someone else. Again, not illegal. With that said, if they were arrested over that, I would laugh my ass off and they would deserve every inch of it. Unless one of those celebrities came out beforehand and was like, hey, what they're doing to Trump is fucked up, then fine. But they're not doing that, so, you know. I think Jack Smith thinks he can prove that Trump knew he was lying because there's- Again, even if that is true, it's not illegal, retard. There's some indications of that in the indictment. Can you imagine being so low IQ that you're comfortable going along 
with a person being arrested and prosecuted for lying, okay? And you, as a commentator, and I'm talking about Koklinski, are a liar. Can you imagine being that stupid? That's incredible. That is incredible. Where, you know, like you pointed out, Trump acknowledged to co-conspirator three that the rigged election claims were, quote, crazy. And then, of course, when he tried to get Mike Pence to overturn the results and Pence said no well, repeatedly, Trump said, quote, you're, yeah. he said, quote, you're too honest to Mike Pence, implying he knows that this is like dishonest. He wants him to do something dishonest. And then to your other point, just the idea that, like, how would a reasonable person act in this scenario? Well, he was told by the vice president, senior leaders of the Justice Department, the director of national intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. Says okay, Chris Krebs, he blatantly lied. He said the voting machines couldn't be hooked up to the internet. That was a lie. So you're saying, retard, you're saying that because Trump didn't obey the liars, that he's criminally culpable. So Donald Trump should be locked up because he didn't obey liars. This, again, this is wild. And I hope people never forget the positions that these commentators, whoever they are, take publicly. By the way, did you notice something with Tim Pool? I happened to catch Tim Pool tonight because the, the indictments came down and I'm like, oh, let me, let, me, uh, let me hear what Timmy is saying here. I noticed something fascinating. He is speaking out very strongly saying that this, what they're doing right now is cheating, which is true. And I appreciate the sentiment, but he's clearly trying to make up for how dead wrong he got the election, how embarrassingly wrong he was in 2020, and still now pretending that there was no widespread fraud, which is preposterous. Um, but he, it looks like he's gonna go really hard, of course, until the terms of service change, and then when the terms of service on YouTube say, that you are not allowed to say the 2024 election was rigged, then he will probably pretend that it was legitimate. But at least for now, as it's not a terms of service violation, he's speaking very strongly and saying that they are cheating, which they are doing, which is interesting. But he's clearly trying to make up for his commentary for 2020, because I think he knows. He's not a stupid person. There's no way, there is no way he does not know and he, he was at least familiar, at least according to what he's saying, with the Arizona audit, okay? So there's no way. Now, he, he was full of shit where he was like, we went over it five times. At the time, I was watching him every day, and I don't recall him going over the Arizona audit five times. I think that was made up. So the senior White House attorneys, senior staffers on the defendant's 2024 re-election campaign, state legislators and officials, state and federal courts. You had all these people who were like, this is not true. This is not real. You can't go down this path. And then he did it anyway. I mean, again, that's not legally binding. I, honestly, I'm at the point where I don't even think you need to prove that he knew he was lying because a jury might think a reasonable person, given this information, wouldn't have gone forward with the fake elector scheme. So so now he wants a precedent where if you disobey the establishment, the corporate media, the experts that you should be prosecuted he's going along with that and that's the crime then he could just say that yeah the officials in various security state agencies that had been at lockerheads with trump for his entire tenure told him one thing and he disagreed with it and then but it wasn't just them it wasn't just them else. though other it state legislators it doesn't matter if it's just it doesn't matter who it is he is allowed to disagree what, what the fuck is going on here this is like we've become North Korea. This is like unbelievable what we're watching in front of us.
these people are insane, and they're all going along with it. Just told him some uh, something else. Um, various other consultants that he was, you know, interfacing with at the time told him something else. John Eastman, who he was fishing for that like answer, or not, is that was actually a professor. If he wanted to fish for the answer, he's allowed to do that. Of constitutional law but told him something else. He was so even if you dumb fucks were correct about the election fraud, this is still not illegal. It just so happens that you're dead wrong about election fraud, embarrassingly so, which makes your argument even worse. Fishing so for that like answer, Wade, though, right? Who is telling him what now to determine whether he's actually guilty wait, wait, of committing a crime? Wasn't he fishing for that answer? If 90% of the people are telling you this is not real and these are accredited, uh, you know, highly respected people. They're not highly respected. You're an idiot, so you respect them. Normal people that understand what we're talking about, they don't respect these people at all. They're fucking non-stop liars. And then 10% are saying, oh yeah, it's real. And by the way, those people like Sidney Powell, who's an absolute psychopath, he's clearly fishing for that answer, and he either knows this is bullshit or is willing to disregard the fact that it's likely bullshit to continue forward with the harebrained scheme. But like, I think the main point here is, the reason why I don't think this is about political speech is because... If he didn't do the fake elector scheme, they would Again, that's not a real thing. ...and have a case, but they did the scheme. Again, it's not a scheme. It is completely constitutional. You're being a retard, as usual. Okay, well, the, the, the elector scheme is pursuant to a theory that John Eastman in particular had propagated around the supposed primacy of state legislatures in making modifications to election law and designating the electors now, who are... Democrats are all for that when they are unconstitutionally changing the rules in the states. Okay? But when you want to do something legally uh, against them, that's illegal. ...are uh, rightly representative of the state's um, election outcome. So when you say that there's no such thing as, you know, there was no significant fraud... Okay, but there are multiple components to this theory, which again, I don't agree with on the substance. Sure. But one component of this theory was that the regulatory changes that were made for election administration in the various states, whether it was changing the deadline for when uh, mail-in ballots could be received, or it was uh, you know, modifying signature verification provisions, or various other COVID-related measures that were taken to enhance the ability of people to vote by mail that were done ad hoc at the time, um, but you know could still be seen as defensible or justifiable given your point of view. That they're saying also is a component of why the veracity of the election results is called into question. Hence, why the president of the Senate under this theory of the 12th Amendment of the Constitution is endowed with the ability to make a discretionary judgment as to which slate of electors actually constitutes the- Like with Nixon, it happened before. The legitimate uh, electoral votes for a given state. I think it was Hawaii, I believe. Um, so I'm not willing necessarily to, you know, out of hand, accept that that theory that I reject is therefore criminal. Um, and when you, and I also do think that there's a legitimate argument that the submission of these electors is a component of speech. Um, because if, if you submit what you believe to be a legitimate slate of electors uh, for your state's vote, 
based on your legitimate theory that because of the COVID regulations or because of what you see as election fraud being so prevalent or for whatever of the reason, really, mm -hmm. um, your political values dictate to you that the submission of this slate of elector electors is uh, valid. And there's a constitutional theory which enables you to submit these electors. Um, yeah. And nothing like this had ever been criminalized before or even really but, been but entertained as criminalizable. Okay. Then Michael, I think you are having your political activity um, and, and infringed upon by the state. Here's why I disagree with that. And Chris, I want you to jump in. Um, so the secretaries and states, the secretaries of states and governors of these seven states where they did the fake elector slates, they had already certified that Joe Biden won. So everything you're saying is certainly debatable prior to that occurring. But they had already done that. And by the way, there's a tremendous amount of evidence that they knew as they were going through this theory that it was not only wrong, but illegal. So in the indictment- Again, it's not illegal. On December 13th, co-conspirator one and five had a conversation where they decided the plan is no longer to do fake electors in case Trump wins, but to do the fake electors no matter what. And by the way, they use the term fake electors. And there's even another portion in the indictment where they refer to this their scheme as, use, as using fraudulent electors. They use the word fraud. Again, what a person says does not suddenly change whether or not it was illegal because a person one person said a word fraudulent instead of alternate uh, slate that somehow that makes it illegal again these are nonsensical retarded arguments fraudulent and also the same day a senior white house advisor in a meeting with trump and uh co-conspirator and two other co-conspirators conspirators said i don't know who wants to put their name on this thing because it's quote certifying illegal votes so this was their own view of what they were doing we're certifying illegal votes okay, we know that the, that's how would they be certifying illegal votes the states certified the illegal votes it hasn't been cross-examined or, or adversarially scrutinized so just you have to take that and you can't really take that at face value this narrative that jack smith is weaving i mean jack smith but is wouldn't a you say there's a distinction actor. there though isn't there a distinction isn't there a difference between doing everything you said but doing it before the secretaries of states and the governor no it's totally irrelevant certify it and doing it after aren't they very different and isn't one of those things potentially criminal no you're fucking retarded well, no, because the theory here is, is that on January 6th is when the ultimate certification takes place, meaning that if a certain faction within a state contests that the governor or the secretary of state... If Kyle's faggy, retarded theory was true, it would make when Maxine Wooders got up and disputed the uh, electors, I think that was Bush Gore, uh, that would make what she did illegal because the state... Kyle is saying when a state certifies that that's somehow it's illegal to dispute it. So then there'd be a bunch of Democrats that should be arrested. Had legitimately issued their certification of a certain slate of electors, then they're still entitled up until January 6th to orchestrate their own submission of electors and then leave it to the judgment of the president of the Senate or the vice president, Mike Pence, to de decide which slate of electors is um, valid. You know, I, actually, in one of the memos that was just got leaked to the New York Times by this guy, Cheeseborough, who is also one of the co-conspirators, uh, co mm -hmm. cited in the indictment. He has a um, hilarious last name. Yeah. He quotes, <laughs> he's a lawyer, he, he quotes a CNN.com op-ed piece by uh, Van Jones and, oh God, who was the co-writer? It was, uh, 
Uh, it's escaping my mind now. It's a very well-known Democratic uh, a lawyer. Oh, um, well, well but, if Van Jones said it, it must have been no, 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 but, no, but You dumb whore, you're saying that if Bill Barr says something, that you must obey it. But, but, they're, <laughs> but they're saying that... Well, what a fucking idiot. These people are so stupid. But, in in mean, the event uh, that like, there's any dispute about Pennsylvania's electoral votes, yeah. then Democrats should convene and submit right. their own rival slate of elections on January but 6th. You, now, but you that said that something, criminalized you said something key there, though in the event that there is a dispute. There is a dispute, whore. There is a dispute. A legitimate right. dispute. You don't fucking bitch. You are not the arbiter of what a legitimate dispute is, okay? And I will also say, Republicans are not the arbiters of what a legitimate dispute is, okay? When Maxine Waters disputed, okay, I, I don't view it as legitimate, but it's not my call. She's allowed to fucking dispute, okay? You're not the arbiter of what a legitimate dispute is. What? These people are insane. They're completely insane. Right? Of which there was not here. That there's some there there, that there are some actual votes. That's not a real thing. That's not whore. That's not how any of this works. That is not how any of this fucking works. It's wild. This is this timeline is wild. Unbelievable. We're, you know, because we're not we're not talking about like, oh, she disagrees. She is going along with locking up our side because this isn't just about Trump. There's a whole bunch of people. She's going along with the Michigan people being arrested. Remember, do you recall a long time ago, very long time ago, I said these people, no matter what they do to us, they will go along with it. And are we not seeing that? We are in the roundup phase, possibly heading to the execution phase. And again, I want to be clear. I don't want to be hyperbolic. I'm not saying they're going to execute all of us. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to just go door to door and start executing people. That's not how it works in America in 2023. History doesn't repeat. It rhymes. So they do things. It's, it's going to be all done completely differently. Okay. But we are absolutely in the roundup phase. There are lots of Republicans that have been indicted over the past two to three weeks. Okay, maybe a little longer, but but you know, at the one point it was just Trump. Now it's a bunch of them, and there's going to be more to come. There's more indictments to come in Georgia. There are indictments to come in Arizona, uh, and right. And a lot of these people, even if I gave you Trump and I said forget Trump, he's he's a powerful person. Don't worry about him. Regular Republicans are being arrested. They are going along with it, just as I said. Now is that because? I um, have some sort of predictive ability. No, it's because this is how this shit always plays out. This is how it always plays out. Once a side goes along with their political opponents being censored, roundups and executions follow. It might not happen in, that, in, in the way that it's happened in the past, but we're getting our own version in 2023. What's it going to look like? What's our version going to look like? I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not as brutal as it was in other countries but this is generally what happens um you, you could have called the roundups and i know i'm probably preaching to the choir you could have seen as soon as they as soon as they started censoring you knew at some point roundups would follow arrests would follow and we are now in the arresting phase the question is how many of us are the, are they going to arrest and that I don't know. I hope not a lot because they're arresting people over non-crimes. But just never forget 
Who went along with it? That's all I'm saying. Never forget. Problem that were potentially significant. I mean, a lot of this had been litigated in the courts. Agar and I also, you know. Uh, it was uh, again. It was not litigated in the courts. They threw out all the cases on standing. It was not litigated at all. Spent a lot of time during that time period going through all the court filings to try to go piece by piece, take the claim seriously. Bullshit. Bullshit. And see what it all amounted to. And as you know, it all amounted to a whole lot of nothing. And if we're able to figure that out, the freaking president of the United States was certainly able to figure that out. You're a dumb whore. And now because you're using a dumb whore standard and you're claiming that Donald Trump should go to prison because you and your six IQ claimed that you went through all the evidence, which is obvious bullshit. And and now you're saying because your six IQ mind concluded that there was nothing to see that Trump should go to prison because he didn't come to the same conclusion as you did. Wild, completely wild. But I do think, you know, and not just Trump going to prison, but people, the alternate electors need to go to prison to, to give some credence to your point. I asked an expert on these things who does support these indictments, what Trump's best defense is here. And he pointed to what you're saying, basically like throw John Eastman under the bus, say this was the advice of counsel and try to pin the blame on, on them. But the fact that you can find a lawyer to endorse your criminal scheme isn't something- Again, retard, not a criminal scheme. That's total rhetoric, propagandistic rhetoric. I kind of like get out of jail free card. He clearly was shopping around for the answer that he- uh, Again, retard, you are allowed to shop around for legal theories. You wanted to get. And so the fact that you can find someone who, you know, supports what's effectively criminal behavior- Again, not criminal behavior. Doesn't mean that it wasn't in the end criminal behavior. I, but again, when you say that there has to be some legitimacy to the dispute for it mm -hmm. to be a non-criminal dispute, the notion of legitimacy or what constitutes legitimacy, that's a matter of political contestation. But they call right? it illegal. Your notion of what constitutes so legitimacy is, like is clearly different. No, they did not call it illegal. You're claiming one person at one point in a conversation said it was illegal. That's not relevant. They, for, for what a whole lot of Republican state legislators thought constituted legitimacy. But Michael, in their own correspondence, they called it illegal. Again, you you are butchering the word they. It's one person, according to you, said a thing. Trump's counsel said in a meeting with Trump and two other co-conspirators that this would be, quote, certifying illegal votes. They called them fake electors. They didn't use the term alternative. They said again, bullshit, fake electors. Bullshit. Somebody came in after the fact and was like, hey, to cover our asses, we might want to use the word alternative instead of fake. Is, doesn't that okay. show well, you I mean, what John they're Eastman thinking? never used that terminology. John Eastman, to this day, argues that his theory is completely valid. Again, these arguments are incredible. You should go to jail. And the reason you should go to jail is because a person, one time in a conversation, used a word to describe something, and therefore that makes it illegal and you need to go to jail. It, unreal, unreal, unreal. Followed under the 12th Amendment. I actually just posted a law review article by two Boston University law professors that was published in 2022, which while not entirely endorsing the Eastman Trump theory, does posit that the vice president or the president of the Senate, who's ever presiding over this ceremonial legislative hearing, does, uh, possess the only constitutionally afforded ability to make a discretionary judgment as to what 
slate of electors is valid and ought to be counted. Now, yeah. that doesn't seem pro necessarily correct to me, but right. I mean, you can't criminalize that, or at least it wouldn't have using been cognizable for that to be criminalized. You're using, before. look, this is part of the indictment too. You're using fraudulent evidence, fraudulent documents of- Again, not true. That's totally made up. Fake electors. Again, they're not fake documents. It's totally made up by Rachel Maddow. To then give it to Mike Pence. So they literally created a paper trail of their crimes. Again, bullshit, uh, just insanity. I'm with you, Michael. I, if it was just speech, I'd be on your side. No, 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 no. Bullshit, bullshit. I argued against Russiagate right next to you in the trenches because I thought it was totally bogus. I thought it was BS. But in this instance, he didn't just give speeches. They did the fake elector slates. Again, not fake. They knew it was illegal. They knew they it. They did not know it was illegal because it isn't illegal. It was wrong. They created a paper trail and they tried Again, to force bullshit. my And by the way, when I read through the, whole, uh, the whole indictment, I was amazed. Some of the stuff I didn't know, I was amazed at. So Trump repeatedly tried to, it wasn't just pressure Pence. It was like coerce Pence into doing this to the point where he came out on January 5th and said, the VP and I, and I are in total agreement that the VP has the power to act. It was like his last ditch effort to like try to force him into doing it. Okay. Like, Again, not illegal to make a comment like that. Hmm. Mike, I already said that you're going to do it. So are you going to do it? I mean, this stuff is astonishing. Yeah, is he, not? Tweeted out a, he tweeted out an attempt to pressure Mike Pence. Like, when did attempting to pressure the vice president become a felony? And also, on when the, on the issue of the, electors, the, uh, on on the, issue of the electors being fraudulent, so you're telling me that all these Republican electors in the six or even seven states, because they've thrown seven, in New Mexico yeah. for some reason. Correct, yeah. Um, they were cognizant at the time no, no, when they, they were signed duped. their names to these pieces of paper that they were committing felonies no no they were doing so you just said they admitted that it was illegal so they, the they submitted too. evidence of their felonious conduct to the national archives to the no, president no, no. of the senate michael, to their own state secretary of state yeah good point michael you're you're explaining how retarded this is good for you to the governor so this I, is like part that, of the crime they were normally do when they then they're michael when those they're committing people a felony? were defrauded those people you said they knew it was illegal liar we're told we're only going to use this in the case Trump actually wins the election, but then they had the conversation. No, wins the court cases. Again, you don't even know the basics of what we're talking about. The alternate slate of electors is in case they win in court. Okay? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And like, it's one thing if you get things wrong, I don't care, but you're arguing for our side to go to jail over this. And you don't even, as usual, have the basics down. Behind the scenes, no, we're going to use this no matter what. So they defrauded those poor people. They didn't know how this was going to be used. Part, part of the allegations in the indictment well, the, the electors is, in Michigan oh, have been charged with felonies by the Democratic state uh, uh, attorney general, which well, I guess we're not of, supposed to care about either. But part of, part of the allegations... And of course, that's ignored. ...in the indictment are that many of the electors, perhaps not all, but some of the electors were told effectively, like, we're only going to use this if we find enough fraud and it's, you know, litigated in court that we need these alternate slates. So in the event of, like, legitimate, actual, provable fraud that changed the result... Well, we already had that. There is absolute provable fraud. ...of the election, then your name is going to be used. So they had to be tricked, in effect, into signing their names to this because of the worry that they were, you know, really doing something wrong. But I want to I want to ask you a question because I want to understand a little bit more your position. So how far like what is conduct that Trump could have committed that you would look at and say like, OK, yes, he deserves to be indicted. He deserves to be charged if he violated a law. This is criminal behavior like if he broke a statute, if you had, for example, 
you know, uh, audio tape where he's acknowledging he knows all of this is bullshit and like it's clear to him and he's again dummy that still wouldn't be illegal. Going for you're it. better off doing what your side normally does. Start bringing up murder if he murdered or robbed a bank. With the scheme anyway, would that be sufficient? It's not illegal, dummy. That if that was illegal, then the Democrats, when they did it in 2016, should be locked up. Because Russia hacking the election was total bullshit. Would it be sufficient if oh his scheme actually it's succeeded incredible. and he successfully pressured Mike Pence into doing this and like threw the whole election outcome into doubt and was like more successful with his scheme? Would that be far enough? Like, how would it be far enough? It's totally legal. I'm just trying to get a sense of where are your lines that you don't think he crossed that would have led you to say like, okay, I I accept that this is criminal behavior. Okay, I guess they just cut it off there. Okay, just, you know, never forget, ladies and gentlemen, never forget. And, and hey, credit to Michael Tracy. Uh, Michael Tracy can be a curmudgeon. Michael Tracy, I didn't agree with him on his positions related to the 2020 election. Um, however, he is arguing that we should not be locked up over this. So I'll take that. I'll take that. Because, I, you know, like, I don't care if you agree with me about the election. Like, I, you know, it's like, whatever. You, you, you want to be, I, I remember, I forget who he was debating. I think it was about Georgia. And no matter what, and, and I will say that at least he sat there while people went over various things that happened. And no matter what they put in front of him, he would try to come up with some sort of, like, way to explain it away but you know what like again i, I don't need people to to agree with me i don't care if people agree with me we are not that that's 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 like 2016 shit we are in the phase where they're politically pro, or excuse me criminally prosecuting okay so if, so if we disagree but you are like i don't think you should be locked up then i'll take that so good good on michael tracy and just yeah never forget these people who went along with this never forget never forget and, and like I said, even if you're saying that, well, it's a little harsh if you're saying that about Trump, but it isn't just about Trump. It's about other people being locked up, too. But let's just say let's just say Kyle and Crystal, they just view it as Trump being locked up. OK, I'll give you that. But just watch what they do when they start locking up other people that are Republicans, that are conservatives, that are meme makers, whatever it is, that are commentators. They're going to go along with it. They're going to just watch. Just watch. Ratio Nelson says, it might amuse you to know that all the major Russian channels I follow, Chinese, Indian, Mexican, are bringing up the USA's funding of Ukraine and Hawaii. Millions asking why we're putting up with it. Not a good look. Oh, yeah. Hawaii is getting very little help from the government. Meanwhile, they give Ukraine a bazillion guerrillion dollars. It's, it's fucking preposterous. All right, very good. That's the end of the stream. Next stream will be uh, tomorrow around 10 Central. Thank you for all the people that send Super Chats and Streamlabs. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com or on Twitter, which is at live HNN, wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive. I appreciate it. See you guys tomorrow. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.